0: Ernie and sit in the morning on the red Apple podcast network.
1: Tomorrow, on a Thursday night at the Kingsway Jewish Center on Nostrand Avenue and Kings Highway in Brooklyn, New York. That song was playing a very obscure Neil Diamond song, but a beautiful song, nevertheless, that I chose to be the first dance for me and my beautiful wife, Danielle. 30 years ago, tomorrow we were married, and uh, June 25th, 1992. And uh, I remember Bernard and, and maybe you were in the same boat with carol i don 't know, but probably not because <laughs> uh, even uh, as the years passed, and you got to know me and Danielle very well, it remained a uh, you know uh, an up and down uh, you know relationship but um, we were told early on by lots of folks, including my father, that this one has no chance of making it it just ain 't going to make it i 'm taking the <laughs> under under two years under one year under eighteen months. And uh, Danielle, by the way, felt exactly the same way. But uh, here we are staring at 30 years tomorrow, and certainly, wow. you look at me, uh, Bernie, and here's a great job by Eric Salas. Once again, you can watch this radio show on the uh, television at WABC Radio TV. WABC Radio TV. There's a gorgeous picture of me and Danielle celebrating Mother's Day at Sorrentina in Rockaway. But um, you look back at all the issues I've had, the drugs, the drinking, the gambling, all the stuff that put me in the papers, all the suspensions and the firings and having to move from state to state. And from one day to the next, not knowing whether or not we can pay our rent, let alone our mortgage for our children. And the fact that uh, this beautiful girl who was a, a, a successful attorney, very successful, absolutely gorgeous, we all agree on that. Uh, stuck with me is a testament to her love for me, I guess. Or
2: she's just codependent. Oh, but no, of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. You're kidding me?
1: So tomorrow we celebrate the uh, 30 years. Uh, and you're already there, right, Bernard? You, you and Carol, Bernard, the great Bernard McGurk.
2: I think you're at 31, right? That is exactly right. 31 years with my beautiful wife, Carol, who is uh, without her, I, I wouldn't be here right now. Honestly, I, I can say that with uh, sincerity. So, yes, I'm in the same boat. You're in the but, same uh, boat, but but we nobody had predicted it wouldn't last. But, right, uh, right you, okay. you, you never know, though. I mean, these days, I think the divorce rate is way over fifty percent.
1: Way over fifty uh, percent. That's why Danielle's uh, so successful. She's a divorce attorney. <laughs> uh,
2: yes, that she realized what a what a, what, a, what, a, what a kind of hell it is to go through a divorce, and was like, I ain't having any of it. I'm sticking with this guy.
1: Well, listen, it's true. I mean, above and beyond the fact that she loves me and uh, she does see the horrors of no, it every listen, day. It's I horrible. Know that horrible especially when there's children involved as you know bernard it just becomes really really sad for everybody
2: it's just it's just so, so ugly and uh, but i do know that she loves you love, i'm just kidding really when i say <laughs> I that but uh but but the you know the getting entangled in a divorce is really is just i mean it's horrible it's so depressing it takes a toll on everyone and as you point out the kids as well the financial cost of it and then it just, just does. It's it's horrible. It's just not. It's not even worth it, really. Yeah.
1: And she came close. Believe me. I mean, I don't know how many parents. And I admit some of this stuff with the utmost embarrassment. I do. Uh, people often say I have no remorse. I did what I did in my life, and that nonsense. I, I I'm remorseful about a ton of things. I wish I can change a ton of things. And certainly, having her take my daughter Ava when Ava was one to rehab to visit Daddy was uh, was one of the more embarrassing moments of my life. Or even getting arrested in front of my children which is basically why I'm uh, sober today. All those things happened along the way, and uh, she still stuck it out. And last night, and uh, maybe the camera can kind of uh, do a close-up here. By the way, look at this gorgeous jacket I bought from Anthony's, the garage clothing store in New York. It is gorgeous. But you'll notice on my right finger, uh, I wear a gold wedding band on my left uh, hand. I've had that for 27 years. And now on my right hand, there is a platinum wedding band which Danielle gave to me last night. You know, I, I lost my wedding band, Bernard, after I first got married. It's a true story. This is it's so embarrassing. I lost it and then uh, we're married for three years, 1995, and I had to go to Warnersville, Pennsylvania, Chit Chat Farms, to go to rehab. And uh, Danielle came to visit me. Um, I told you the story. I left her. She was at Brooklyn College. She was graduating. Hillary Clinton was speaking. And I left. My parents picked me up to drive me to Pennsylvania. And when I left that day, I didn't know if I'd ever see Danielle again. And it was, it was terrible. And I couldn't talk to anybody for the first week in rehab. You're not allowed. Not your mother, not your father, not your wife, not your children, not anybody. So I was there alone, and I had no idea where, where my life was heading. And the first day I was allowed to get a phone call, Danielle called. And she said, I'm coming today. And I was nervous like I'd never met her before. And she arrived with a gold wedding band. Because I had not worn one for three years because I lost it on my honeymoon. And uh, I've been wearing that same wedding band for 27 years. And last night, she gave me this platinum wedding band. You could imagine the tears in the house last night when she gave me that. And I'm wearing it this morning. Tomorrow is actually actually the anniversary. we can go to the River Cafe, have a beautiful night. But what an emotional night last night when I put this, when she put this wedding band on my finger and said, uh, I love you. 30 years, I've never been
2: happier. Thank you. My God, Bernie! <laughs> I, I mean, I hear you getting very emotional right now, and uh, yeah, that, that's uh, that's touching, that's moving. Wow! So uh, I didn't realize uh, this was transpiring last night in the Rosenberg household, but it sounds like a beautiful thing, and uh, I'll bet it uh, culminated in uh, you know. Well, it, we we won't talk about it on the radio. Oh, but How you, about you, that, you,
1: you are exactly right.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Whatever you are picturing.
2: Just uh, double it! <laughs> wow, I mean, yeah. It was mean, we have out in the out, out in the backyard too. No, I mean, we, just, we kept it uh, we kept it to the
1: bedroom last night. But uh, we are working on the deck, so we'll see if we can make that happen by August. But uh, it was just a great night. The kids went out for dinner with us, and we came home, and we did exchange some gifts, including this. Wedding band, and um, it made for a, a really a wonderful night and a great Friday morning, and it's going to be a great weekend. Temperatures are going to be in the 80s. It's going to be sunny. Yes. A gorgeous weekend. I got a long day today, Bernie, because when I leave this show this morning, I'm heading to Avenue W in Brooklyn to film the very last episode, Season 2, Gravesend. This is going to be fun because what they're doing, Bernie, is they're making it like a July 4th celebration. So on the show, when you watch it on TV in November or December, it's going to be July 4th. So they have like massive fireworks they're going to set off during the taping today, even though it's only June 24th. It's going to be a July 4th celebration, and every member of the cast is going to be there today. So Bo Dietl's going to be there, Chaz Palminteri, Brand Drescher, Chris Momondo, Peter Gordio, uh, Vinnie Pastore. You name it, they're all going to be there on set. Some of us have some lines. I do. Some of us don't. But it's one big July 4th celebration, and I don't know what happens, but I do know that something very, very big happens at the end of the episode, which will end season number two, and I'll be taping that all afternoon in Brooklyn after this show today.
2: It's a long day, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a long-ass day. But uh, it's fun, right? Oh, when yeah, when it's, it's fun, it's a, if it's a labor of love, as, as they call it. It, uh, it's enjoyable, and you don't mind doing it, no matter how tiring it gets. No,
1: it's great. It's going to be a lot of fun. Like I said, a gorgeous day. The whole cast is going to be there. And really, a lot of those guys have become really close friends of mine now at this point, really close friends. And uh, Danielle's going to come by the set. Gabriel's going to come by the set. Ava, too. So it'll be a family event, watching the fireworks together later on as well. So it's going to be one big, uh, beautiful weekend. Again, dinner at the River Cafe, which is one of my favorite restaurants in the world, in Brooklyn, Dumbo. Coming up uh tomorrow night, and the good news Bernie is thanks to the Supreme Court yesterday, if I want to go to any of these places in the very very near future and carry a gun, which I don't right now,
2: but if I want to, I could that's kind of good right uh well yes, you couldn't actually it doesn't uh it doesn't kick in for another few months a few so, no months. you couldn't right. you couldn't today not today right but, no no, but uh eventually and again you still have to go through this uh process of applying and background checks and screenings and all this stuff i mean it depends on you your, you know your, your past you, you know i don't know if i could uh actually get through the uh the paperwork to uh receive a, a pistol i'm not sure if i could or not because of uh, some of my transgressions as a youth <laughs> they may still be uh, on the books uh but the, either way yeah that kicks in but for most people yes uh it is a huge, huge decision. I mean, it's just the law, the law here was, uh, was 100 years old. You could not carry a pistol in public unless you had a very, very special reason for it, an extremely special reason, and, and a lot of celebrities invoked the, a special reason and got it. You know, people like Howard Stern and Imus, both of them had uh, pistols. But now everybody can do it. You don't need you j- just have to say, I want to defend myself. It's just it, exactly the same thing you would say if if you uh, were in your home, because a lot of people have pistols. They call them premise pistols. They have them right now in their homes, and they're waiting for this law to kick in in uh, two or three months so that they can walk around in public with it, and they don't have to explain to anybody why. It's a real uh, a boost, you know, for the Second Amendment. It's what the Second Amendment was all about, and uh, my man, whose birthday was yesterday, who was a terrific individual, Clarence Thomas. Yep. He wrote the uh, opinion for it, and it's very simple. If I may read it, uh, Sid, it's very, very sure. simple, very short. Yep. This is what he says. All that we decide in this case is that the Second Amendment protects the right of law-abiding people to carry a gun outside the home for self-defense, and that the Sullivan Law, the 100-year-old law, which makes that virtually impossible for most New Yorkers, is unconstitutional. That's it. Over. The Sullivan law is out. You don't have to. You don't have to plead and beg and make things up. Oh, I got this, and I saw this guy waiting for me, and I'm so afraid. You don't have to do any of that crap. Just tell them I want it for self defense. Yep. And if you don't have a police record and you pass the screenings and all that crap, uh, you'll get the gun. Now they may tinker with it and, and come up with new laws. That people will challenge in court and delay the process, but uh, as of now, that's all it is. So if it, you know, we wait for it to kick in. You make the application as it is now, similar to a premise permit, and you got it. You're out there, and so a lot of people are obviously uh, pissed off. And you hear, you know, all kinds of people freaking out, but I don't. I don't believe the the freaking out is warranted. I really don't.
1: Well, of course, uh, the very top of that list is our governor Kathy Hochul. She has ripped. The Supreme Court gun ruling as reckless. No surprise there. Of course, it was up to her. You say this all the time, Bernie. I think you're right. The left would take uh, every gun off the street, even from responsible gun owners, And which, by the way, uh, are a lot more than the criminals. The criminals uh, do the crime, so it seems like they're running the show. They're not. Uh, there's a ton more responsible gun owners that we never talk about that, uh, according to the Second Amendment, have a right to carry a gun. But, uh, of course, Kathy Hochul doesn't care about that. So she's at the very list, uh, very top of the list of folks who hated the Supreme Court ruling yesterday.
2: No, and she's, uh, she's dumb. She's stupid. She doesn't make any sense. As a matter of fact, Lou, if you don't mind a cut four. her. Sid, you want to hear this lady? Sure. She, she absolutely uh, embarrasses herself. A cut number four, Hochul, on the uh, new Supreme Court uh, New York gun law. Go.
3: I'm sorry this dark day has come. They were supposed to go back to what was in place since 1788 when the Constitution of the United States of America was ratified. And I would like to point out to the Supreme Court justices that the only weapons at the time were muskets. I'm prepared to go back to muskets. I don't think they envision the high-capacity assault weapon magazines intended for battlefields as being covered. From it, but I guess we're just going to have to disagree.
2: Look, uh, it, it's concealed carry. It, 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 this, this this revolves mostly around pistols, not she not. AR-15s or anything like that. Right. And so she, what she's, she's not making any sense whatsoever. She never does. And, and no, she never does. <laughs> she really is dumb. And uh, the, the law, by the way, just, just look, at, look at Florida. So now we have the same law as Florida. What they're saying is that people will go to ballparks, people will go to bars and restaurants, people will take public transit, and it will be like the Wild West, as Eric Adams said. People will start shooting each other. Over minor uh, beefs and all that stuff, does that happen in Florida? No does, does no. that happen outside no. the eight states that have these restrictive laws? You never read about anything like that never never, never. so so why why project and say that that's going to happen here? When it doesn't happen in any of the other states. It's
1: stupid. And, of course, uh, this is the last weekend where you can, if you haven't made up your mind yet, you are running out of time. Tuesday is the 28th. Tuesday is primary day. So if uh, Kathy Hochul makes you nauseous, as she does Sid and Bernard... Here's your opportunity to go out and vote for the Republican of your choice, assuming that's the way you're going to go. And not vote for Tom Swazi or Jamani Williams. Four very good candidates here, Lee Zeldin, Andrew Giuliani, Rob Astorino, and Harry Wilson. I started off in the Zeldin camp. I'm in the Giuliani camp. Bernie is in the Astorino camp, but uh, certainly shares the same respect uh, that I have for Andrew Giuliani. Uh, I still think Lee Zeldin is going to win. Uh, I'd love to see Andrew win. I do think it's a two-man race. No disrespect to Rob Astorino, who I like very much and has been very impressive in these three debates. Uh, I don't think he's got a shot. I think it comes down to Zeldin and Giuliani. And uh, my fear is is that Zeldin will, will edge Giuliani by six or seven points. But um, if not then hopefully Andrew Giuliani is your winner on Tuesday. Either way, Tuesday is a huge, huge day, and I just really want to compel you folks to get involved and vote because this one is about as important as any in my 55 years on this planet.
2: Yeah, indeed. Uh, it is r- really pivotal. It's, it's going to determine the future of New York. If I were a betting man, Sydney, yeah, check this out. I'd vote uh, and say that uh, Giuliani's going to win it. I hope you're right. I, I hope you're I, right. I'm am I'm, I'm backing Astorino, but uh, I've come to the conclusion that uh, Giuliani, amongst the uh, if these uh, remember Republican voters. Yep. Even though it is deep blue New York, there are Republicans, and I think he's done enough uh, in the debates. Oh, he's one more. Riley says debates. that most, most people don't watch the debates, but... Uh, well, it's
1: fine, but we watch the debates, and, and I think Astorino was very, very good. I think he came in second. I said this every time. Yeah. Giuliani won every debate. He did. Those uh, those so.
2: that are inclined to vote, they're engaged, and they, I I, I believe that they did watch the debates, yep. and that's why I, I would put my money on a Giuliani victory. Although, yes, I'm sticking with my uh, endorsement of Astorino because... I'd be a weasel not to.
1: Right. No, you're right. Uh, well, I'm being a weasel. But I, uh, I hope you're right. I no, hope no, no, I'm...
2: no, no, no. I don't mean to imply that at no, all. No,
1: no, it's but... okay. Uh, I still like Lee. And, and believe me when I tell you the beautiful picture that Peter King sent you and I last night. He said that uh, Lee Zeldin about to go nuclear on yeah, Sid that was, Rosenberg. That was, that was his, his exact quote. I hope Peter didn't tell him, but he clearly doesn't know that I've been cozying up to Andrew. But um, at any rate, it was him, Peter, and uh, Esposito. <laughs> But uh, we'll see. If Zeldin wins, believe me, I'll be very, very happy. I'd much rather have Lee Zeldin, of course, and Kathy Holman. Yeah,
2: you and I will rally around whoever wins. Of course. I mean, come of on. course.
1: And by the way, talking about uh, Jennifer Esposito, folks, don't forget, celebrate Pride Month. 77 WABC is giving away limited edition 77 WABC Pride pins. Add Pride Month to your 77 WABC 2022 pin collection. To get yours, just go to WABCradio.com slash pin and celebrate Pride Month with Seventy. W.A.B.C. and add Pride 2022 to your collection. That's wabcradiocom Radio dot com slash pin wabcradiocom slash pin. And of course, uh, today is the big celebration here at ABC for uh, Pride Day, if you will. And uh, let's not forget that Esposito, although pictured with Peter King and Lee Zeldin last night, she will be the lieutenant governor no matter who wins. She's running on a pose. So if Giuliani wins, if Astorino wins, she's going to get that job. And a lot of folks are very impressed with her. In fact, some thought she may run for mayor and edge out Curtis Leavitt if she decided to stick around for the Republican nod. But at any rate, she's a very impressive woman. She's gay, so uh, she would have been a very good guest
2: on this show today. But we have Perez Hilton instead. Paris Hilton. All right, what, what's he running for? Uh, is he st- is he still relevant? I mean, is he still doing stuff? Or what, what, what's I, the deal? I, with I, I
1: think so. I don't even know. I can't lie to you. I, I don't mean, know. I don't can know. we
2: book? Can we book Paris Hilton instead? <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, Paris Hilton. Hilton.
1: I know. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. So All anyway, right. we got no, a whatever. big day ahead. We are going to talk to uh, Andrew Garbarino once again. Bernie and Sid have gotten uh, involved in, in ugliness. Uh, we didn 't want to do it, but uh, it happened Cornichelli running against garbarino accusing him of all kinds of things, including uh, the, the rhino being a rhino and voting uh, for Janu- and january and calling January sixth I should say an insurrection and uh, that did piss you and I off in a big way yesterday
2: absolutely i mean that uh if, 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 you know it's i 'm not going to back away from that uh, when he shows up he it, supposedly according to uh, uh cornicelli it 's on his website. And uh, if it's on his website, and I'm going to go to it now and and look, uh, I don't know how he backs out of it. I, I just don't know how he weasels out of that because uh, in, calling it an insurrection is what um, uh, Joe Scarborough says. It's what uh, you know. It's what it's what uh, Joy Reid says. Yep. So uh, I mean, you, you're down. You, you're agreeing with those people. Are you kidding me? And then of course the question is. Uh, how many people were arrested for insurrection, which is a legitimate charge down in, in D.C., and the answer is none. Right. So, what, why are you calling it an, ins, an insurrection? What are you doing? <laughs> what, what, what is your end game? Yep, that's a great question. So,
1: get ready. Andrew Gabrino will be here at 7:40. One eight hundred eight four eight WABC. One eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. Off to a great start. What's well, going to be a beautiful weekend on this Friday morning with the number one Nielsen-rated news talk show anywhere in New York City. We are.
4: Florida, for a free consultation or email them at info at That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. GaboLaw, where winning is no accident.
0: <laughs> Bernie and Sid in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
5: please.
6: A bit of a break from the norm Just a little something to break the monotony Of all that hardcore dance That has gotten to be a little bit out of control It's cool to dance But what about a groove that soothes and moves Romance
7: Give me a soft, subtle mix And if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it
2: Wow, talk about some old school Back here on the Bernie and Sid show Heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app Simon k in Eastern Long Island News Talk 107.1 FM is that Will Smith?
0: That is indeed.
2: See how I said Smith, well, as it as though it ended in two Fs, as in Frank <laughs> Will Smith. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like teeth. that's how we do. Yeah, yeah, that's how we. Yeah, I'm in the broadcast booth. That's where I work at. You know what I mean?
5: Yeah,
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, a Will Smith. We haven't heard from Will Smith uh, since since the big slap. We've heard from uh, Chris Rock. He's done some stand up. Dave Chappelle, of course. But uh, Will Smith has been quite. In fact, we even heard from um, Jada Pinkett. We, we heard from Jada, yeah. Jada Pinkett, the, yeah. the 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 woman at the uh, at the bottom it all. Keep my wife's name out your effing mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was funny, man. That was funny right there. Uh, so listen, it is uh, Friday, June twenty fourth, twenty fourth. I'll say it with two f's at the end too. Friday, June twenty fourth. And uh, it's, it's going to be a beautiful day, beautiful weekend, as Sid points out. Last, last weekend in June, believe it or not, flew by. But uh, anyway, we're going to enjoy it, savor it. Uh, listen, uh, the pandemic is all behind us. You still see some clowns out there with masks on, uh, but it's gone. It's done. I mean, kids still, unfortunately, sadly, they still have to get vaccinated, little kids. I mean, kid, toddlers from six months up. Yep. Jesus. Mary and, you still have
1: to, and by the way, you still have to wear a mask on uh, public transportation, the ferry. They, they bother me every day. Oh, really? Every day. Oh, you still have to wear a mask. And I'll tell you a funny story quickly now that you brought it up. I was sitting on the train yesterday on the trip down to the ferry down to Wall Street. There's a young girl sitting next to me. And um, I came not mind my own business. She was wearing a mask. And I, and, I, and I pointed at her. I said, can I ask you a question? And she, she looked horrified. Um, and she said, <laughs> sure. Uh, I said, why do you wear that mask? Like, do your parents make you wear it? How old are you? She said, I'm 18. I'm uh, she said, no, I wear the mask because that's the rule. And she said it like that, like like a dick. I wear the mask because that's the rule. And I was like, okay, listen, you're a better person than me. I don't bother the rules. Thank you very much. Have a nice weekend. That was it. But I must tell you that between the ferry, the trains, and still walking around the city, I was back on the Upper West Side yesterday, there's not some people wearing masks. There are tons and tons of people outdoors, 80 degrees, still wearing masks.
2: Tons. Wow. Uh, Well, you don't see it out here on Long Island. Oh, well, Uh, Rockland, none. Yeah, or or the rest of the country, for for the most part, only in these these, uh, woke havens in Manhattan, et cetera. I guess uh, there are some around... You know, other cities in the country like San Francisco. But either way, this is Joe Biden about three days ago. Joe. So the pandemic is all behind us. This is Joe Biden three days ago. Cut 14. Go.
8: We we do need more money, but we don't just need more money for vaccines for children. Eventually, we need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. And that's not something the last outfit did very well. That's something we've been doing fairly well. That's why we need the money.
2: Another pandemic. Uh, I mean, what the hell is he talking about? Anybody know? Second pandemic? Anybody anybody heard anything about another pandemic? No. I mean, maybe sometime down in in the next 50 years there might be or something like that. Unless they have something up their sleeve for uh, November because they know they're going to lose. And maybe they are uh, plotting something uh, for, uh, you know, the voting mail-in ballots or something like that. And he let the cat out of the bag? I don't know. But uh, maybe he doesn't even know. In fact, that's probably the case. He doesn't even know what the hell he's talking about. So uh, so disregard. Second pandemic, Joe Biden, shut up. Uh, listen, on the, uh, the Supreme Court gun law, I have, another, uh, I have some more. Eric Adams, this is what he said yesterday on this uh, gun law, which is going to allow pe- the average Joe to apply for a gun and have it. And, by the way, Uh, What it means is you're going to have more good guys with guns, more good guys on the subway with guns. I think that's a good thing. Cut one, Eric Adams. Go ahead, Lou.
7: The concern about uh, disputes elevating to gun violence. uh, For a city like this, we're densely populated. This decision is just not rooted in reality.
2: Yeah, but most of these uh, disputes that uh, get elevated... They 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 involve people with criminal records. I mean, I think that's the bottom line. It's criminals who are fighting, and uh, you know, of course, it's going to happen. Maybe uh, you know, you know, individual cases that are going to be rare, pretty much, because as I pointed out earlier, it doesn't. Have, there's eight states that have these restrictive gun laws. New York included, of course. The rest of the country don't. They don't have them, and you never hear of any of, of these types of things happening, again, in Florida. Now, Keechant Sewell, she has an instruction for people who are under the uh, misinterpretation that this uh, you can start doing this today. Cut number
4: five. Nothing
5: changes. If
4: you have a premise permit, it does not automatically convert to a carry permit.
2: So that's the bottom line. Just remember that nothing changes. It is... Uh, it is pretty much well. Again, a, f- a few everything is status quo. Yeah. In a few months, things change, so don't get crazy. Now, I I read the ruling from Clarence Thomas. Yeah, I just just want to stop for a second. Clarence Thomas is a great guy. His birthday was yesterday, and uh, I mean, he's just a guy. I read his a memoir. He was uh, raised in South Carolina by his grandfather. First, his mother. His father disappeared. His mother, she was a, a loser, but. Uh, she was smart enough to leave him with with her parents, and he he was raised by his his grandfather, uh, raised him. His grandfather couldn't read, so and Clarence Thomas grew up in abject poverty, and he is a terrific guy. Just want everybody to know that, uh, every, people demonize him left and right. Here he is. Uh, well, play cut twenty three. This is Justice Sotomayor, uh, just last week talking about Clarence Thomas in the Supreme Court. Uh, Judge Sotomayor, cut 23, Lou, please.
3: I have probably disagreed with him more than with any other justice, that we have not joined each other's opinions more than anybody else. And yet Justice Thomas is the one justice in the building that literally knows every employee's name. He is a man who keeps cares deeply about the court as an institution, about the people who work there, but about people, he has a different vision than I do. But I think we share a common understanding about people and kindness towards them. That's why I can be friends with him and still continue our daily battle. So
2: when you hear the vilification of Clarence Thomas by these woke tards out there, don't believe it. Uh, oh, just play, play one more quick one. TMZ. I caught him coming out of an airport, of course. Where else? A cut 22, TMZ and Clarence Thomas go.
5: He, he has a chance. He, I'm I, just a civil servant. I know he <laughs> Lance Lance either Lance either retired. He he got to be looking for some some work a little bit, no
7: But you're a funny guy. What do you What do you do? do? You just sort of stand around and photobomb people. No, no, I'm calling with TMZ.
0: I know you. I'm just giving you heart. Okay, time.
9: man.
7: We love your work, you though you man. You
10: me up. Did you go to NYU? No, my sister did. Great school. Was she in law school there? No, she did. Um, she's a she's a actually she did journalism also.
5: So, yeah, but she just school. yeah. So you just, go around bothering people? <laughs> no, no. Actually, we we find interesting people. <laughs> what did you have to What did you have to eat? I know you're to it. No, like, no, 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 no. Come on,
2: man. Come on. So that was just a, a a moment. He's a jovial guy. I actually met him once at a party in D.C. for uh, Rush Limbaugh, and he cracked jokes. I was standing with him, Britt Hume, and uh, Tony Snow. He cracked a, a, an X-rated joke and. uh he was just like that. He laughed like that. Uh, he was just a great guy. So, so, and he was. He wrote the opinion for this uh, Supreme Court case uh, that was handed down yesterday on the Bernie and Sid Show. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. We're coming right back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you know what we're doing? Traffic and sports is coming up next. But right now, it is time for the seventy-seven WABC clip of the day. Seventy-seven WABC is celebrating one hundred years. Premiering July third at three p.m. It's Episode 6 in the critically acclaimed radio documentary series we highlight, WABC Morning Show's Waking Up New York Since 1921. That's the name of the series. Here, Rudy Giuliani talks about Harry Harrison.
0: Rudy Giuliani. I can recollect the discussions about doing a special day for Harry Harrison, and that wasn't hard. We did it on April 25th, 1997, but Harry was New York. He typified New York. He spoke for New York. Just about everybody in the city knew him and knew who he was. Sometimes they thought he was the mayor and not me. That was a little embarrassing, but of course, I used to say, well, he's just the mayor in the morning. Then I get up and I take over. This is Sid on Sports. Sponsored by Peerless Boilers on 77 WABC.
1: Unbelievable game at Yankee Stadium last night. The two best teams inside the American League, the Yankees and the West-leading Houston Astros. Many feel the preview of this year's ALCS went head-to-head. The Astros jumped out to an early 3-0 lead. Then Giancarlo Stanton hit a monster 3-1 home run to tie it. Then Houston again took a 3 run lead and led the Yankees 6-3. to And of all people, Aaron Hitch... Turned out to be the Yankee hero last night.
0: And the pitch. High drive. Right field. There it goes. See ya. There's the home run. He ties it with one swing. It is 6-6.
1: Michael K. Yes. Network on the call. Hicks. 3-1 home run. Tied it at 6. And then the Yankees win the game behind All
0: Rise. Driven down the left field line. It is a base hit.
1: Michael Kay, Yanks improved to 52-18. They lead Toronto by 12.5 atop the AL East. Yankees and Strohs do it again tonight. Justin Ellick will be there, by the way. Severino and Verlander will pitch. Mets were off yesterday. Their lead has been shrunk down to four games over the Braves. They're in Miami tonight. It'll be t Walker on the mound for the Mets. Colorado and Tampa Bay. Game 5 tonight. The Lans lead that series three games to one. The Knicks made about 90 trades last night. I have no idea who you ended up with. And that's your sports. Brought to you by the great Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Check them out. Peerlessboilers.com. Paviliontankless.com They do build America's best boilers. On this Pride Day, we'll talk to our boss, the great John Katsimatidis. Coming up at 7.05
5: with sports. I'm Sid. <laughs>
0: On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: Alice doing a great job here on wabcradio.tv of putting pictures up of my beautiful wife, Danielle. That was the first disagreement. Well, maybe not the first, but one of the early disagreements. I picked that Neil Diamond song that we used at the top of the show for our first dance, and she wanted that song. We got married back in June of 1992. That Bryan Adams song was really, really popular. And I swear, Bernie, we must have gone to, for some reason, like all my friends got married between 91 and 94 in June, you know. And almost yeah. all of them used that song, that Brian Adams song. It was a hugely popular first dance wedding song, and a great song, by the way.
2: Yeah, it still stands the test of time.
1: Yes, that's right. What was your first dance again?
2: Mine was uh, the Platters' yes. "Only Only You."
1: That's right. that's
2: right. Only you, baby. You want me to sing it?
1: Yes, I do. I like when you sing. No, you don't. Yes, no, I do. I love it.
2: Only you. <laughs> <laughs> My voice is cracking as it is this morning. <laughs> that was Can make though. this world seem right <laughs> for it's true? Oh my Everyone
6: here is singing along with you, Bernard.
2: Oh, that's great. That's uh, yeah. nice of you to say. Nice of you to say. Who's that, Matt? Yeah, that is Matt. Oh, weird. That's one now.
6: Yes, the esteemed What's
1: program up? director. He comes in early on Fridays for that Frank Morano meeting. You
6: got to get me with the overnight peeps, you know?
1: Yes. Oh, right, right, right. It's Pride
6: day, day, you know? It's Pride Day. That's oh. right. It is Pride Day. You keep
1: singing like that, by the way, and Carol is about to come downstairs naked. That's not Pride Day. That's, <laughs> that's a white man heterosexual day, which we're going to start next year. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> right. Very good. Uh, well, we will talk to the boss, John Katsimatidis when we have these big days at WABC, whether it's for the cops, for the Irish, for the Jews, for the Greeks, John comes on to kick it off, and today is Pride Day here at the station. We're doing one day, which me and Bernie are fine with, because I told you this, it's a true story. I got a ton of emails, and I mean a ton. I'm not exaggerating, from people that were like, Sid, all we heard was you complain you and Bernie, a whole month, and I said, I still feel the same way. I think a whole month uh, for Pride is ridiculous. It's insulting, but to do it for one day, absolutely we should do that, and we're doing that today, so John Katsimatidis will join us at 7.05.
2: Because we are, we're down with the gays. We we we, we don't want any discrimination. No. Uh, we, we, we're pro gay marriage, nope. but uh, and we always, we always have been. Yep. So one day we'll give it. One day it's just the the, the whole month and shoving it down your Ridiculous. throat, right? No, and the, the, right. the notion of just, just being born gay gives you some special status. No, you have to accomplish something in life anyway. We've been through that a million yeah, times. Yeah, so we'll but. do
1: that uh, with John coming up at seven five. Big 7 o'clock hour with both John Katzmatidis and Andrew Garbarino. I did see the guest line ring about 30 minutes ago, and it was Bob Cornicelli. I don't know why he was calling. He listens every second of every day. He must have heard Garbarino was coming on. He had a conversation with Justin Ellick. I have not been made privy to that hey, conversation.
2: You know what? Tell, Justin, look up that uh, his website, uh, Garbarino, and find that insurrection stuff. It looked like I'm not going to have time to uh, find it myself. Let's
1: make sure if we're going to attack Garbarino about that, because you and I both agree 100% to use that word is a crime in itself. So let's make sure that uh, Cornicelli is right about that. And talking about that day and the non-insurrection of January 6th, once again, Bernard, that was the big story around the nation yesterday.
2: It was uh, another show trial. It's It's just a joke is what it is. It's laughable but it's dead serious as well it's i mean it would be funny if it wasn't so dead serious these people do have some power uh as we know there's no opposition it's not like uh, it's not like a traditional hearing like an imp- this is like a third impeachment but except you don't have uh, the republicans uh, presenting the opposition their side of the story as we know uh Nancy Pelosi uh, told the, the the minority leader you can't pick your guys. The guys were going to be Jim Jordan and uh, Representative Banks from Indiana. She said, "No, I'm going to pick two, two Republicans." She picked two crazy, stinking, stupid-ass rhinos. These these losers, these psychos with a uh, with a hatred Trump derangement syndrome for uh, Donald Trump. Uh, so it was Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. And so, what did they do the, the day before yesterday's hearings? The day before. They raided a former assistant attorney general's house, this guy named Jeff Clark. They raided his home in the early morning, this guy, and uh, it was just horrible. This is real Soviet-style stuff. They did it the day before so they could have something to talk about. Hey, yeah, just so yesterday we had to perform a raid. Some poor, poor guy who w- wears Coke bottle glasses, he's so harmless, this guy, uh, cut 18. His name is Jeff Clark. I mean, it's pathetic. Listen to what Jeff Clark said about getting his home rated, 18 Golu.
10: Yesterday at about just before 7 a.m., there was loud banging at uh, my door, insistent banging. So I just rushed down as fast as I could. I, you know, quickly figured out, you know, that there were agents there. I opened the door and asked for the courtesy to be able to put some pants on and was told, no, you got to come outside. So (laughs) I came outside. They swept the house. Eventually, they let me go back inside and put the pants on. But uh, then by my count at one point, 12 agents and two Fairfax County police officers went into my house, searched it for three and a half hours. They even brought along a uh, electronic sniffing dog and they took all of the electronics from my house. I just think we're living in an era that I don't recognize and increasingly I don't recognize the country anymore with these kinds of stasi-like things happening
2: listen this is no joke stasi-like stalin-like i mean what they're doing these people i mean the desperate is what they are and listen to this tweet from miranda devine i love her like you you can't believe this is what she tweeted joe biden nancy pelosi and henchmen have destroyed norms and damaged institutions to try to cling to power as their party implodes but they will pay when the political tide turns see how they like handcuffs, leg irons, dawn raids, stalinist show trials, pretrial detention, etc. So she tweeted it and then she she retweeted it and said this. The message to the post 2022 GOP. So in other words, the message after the election when you get in power, no mercy. This is Miranda Divine because this is infuriating what what they're doing to normal people like Peter Navarro, in in another case, Peter Navarro, who decided he wasn't going to testify, they they plucked this patriot off a plane, put him in freaking leg irons, these punks, uh, and uh, you know drag him down. Even the the all they had to do was call him up and say, hey, come on in, we're going to indict you for for contempt of Congress. And he would have showed up. He would have showed up with a nice suit. He said that. Uh, so, he actually said yeah. that. He said I would have just call me. Yeah. Absolutely. And they did the and,
1: same thing, uh, the pre-dawn raid to our good friend down in Fort Lauderdale, Roger Stone. They came there
2: like he was uh, the head of the cartel. Exactly. I mean, they, they, they raided his house like it was a D-Day. That was that was the kind <laughs> of raid. They had Navy SEALs. They had helicopters. I mean, ridiculous. It's, I mean, yeah, it, it was. It was absolutely just unnecessary. I mean, think
1: about this. They wouldn't give Donald Trump. The ten thousand folks he wanted to guard the Capitol that day, but they went to Roger Stone's house like he had an array of weapons, like David Koresh. How does that make any sense?
2: Exactly, makes no sense. Uh, no, no it, it makes sense because these people, again, they are communists. They are, they are, they were liberals, and now that now that they're turning into a fascist communist, in, in addition to being woke tards, and it's it's pr- pretty pretty sickening. Now. Just switching uh, quickly here, uh, you know, the stock market has crashed. Any gains that uh, Biden was bragging about in the stock market that you may have accrued, they've all been been wiped out, and now it's in negative territory. You're losing money. Your 401K is just dwindling right before your eyes. Don't even look at it because it's just going to make you (laughs) infuriated if you're not already. And Donald Trump in 2019, Donald Trump at a rally. He predicted exactly this. Cut 28, please, Lou.
11: The things that we have to battle through sometimes, it's like trying to hold your little
2: candle. This would be be Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump is...
6: Your 401ks, how are you doing? Pretty good, right? Pretty good. People tell me
2: that their wives, their husbands, all of a sudden they've been running the 401ks for
7: years. And they totally lost respect for, let's say, the husband. Totally lost respect. Now they think he's a financial genius because he's up 74%.
0: She says, darling, I love you. You are the most incredible, brilliant financial mind. And you know what? If the Democrats get in,
8: that's not going down by 50%. That's going down to nothing. It's going to be (laughs) be
10: worthless.
2: Oh, boy. I mean, not only is he funny and a great... uh, I don't know, politician, showman, but he's brilliant, and he's, he's Donald Trump. Trump was right. Trump was right again, and he always is right. It always seems he is right, and I'm sorry that uh, you know he won't let go of this 2020 election like a dog on a bone. Let it go, and uh, let's let's have a, a normal campaign for 2024, yep. and things will be groovy on the Bernie and Sichel sit. Uh, Take it away. What what do we have coming up, Sydney? Well, we've got uh, our
1: dear friend, the boss, who loves us both, John Katz and Matisse Bernard, starting off next hour to kick off the Gay Pride Day here at WABC. And uh, Andrew Garbarino, the man that took over after Peter King left in a very heated race with Bob Cornicelli and a host of others in Nassau County. He's coming up at 7.40. So the 7 o'clock hour, very exciting hour. Keep it right here on this epic Friday edition of the number one nielsen rated news talk show in New York City. We are Bernie and Sid.
7: The
9: digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report, call 1-800-862-6970, and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to
0: digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice.
5: I want to rock!
0: Earning in sit in the Morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. (laughs)
2: <laughs> nice. Ah, this is funny. Can, Can make, make this world seem right? Sing it, B. This is my wedding oh, song called you. you. When is your anniversary? It's in June 2, isn't it? I'm sorry? Isn't your anniversary in June 2? No, it's October, my, oh, bir- my oh. birthday, October 20, uh, well, actually the day after my birthday.
1: Right, well, don't say that because people think it's January 1st because you lie about it every year.
2: Yeah, I don't care like anymore. I get
1: 19 Facebook references. Today's Bernie McGurk's birthday. I'm like, how many epping birthdays does this kid have every year? I, just I get care. so many
2: birthday wishes <laughs> on the new year, it's crazy.
1: Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. By the way, Corey Zelnick just uh, sent me a post from my Instagram story, walking down the streets of New York on this beautiful morning, Wishing uh, both Danielle and I, he's good friends with Danielle too. A happy anniversary, and uh, you know him uh, as well as I do. He's such a lovely guy. It was he such, really a, is, it yeah. such a beautiful message that I did post it on my Insta story. So, and he's got a beautiful wife too, Jessica. They just got married last year. So, thank you, Corey Zelnick. Uh,
2: it was uh, very, very sweet. Uh, speaking of beautiful guys, the owner of the WABC of WABC Radio and Red Apple Media. Uh, John Katsimatidis, he was just in earlier this week for you, Sidney, on Wednesday, and he's he's a terrific radio host, in addition to being an oil exec and a a supermarket mogul and all that stuff. And, by the way, talking about beautiful wives, whether it's Danielle, your wife Carol, or Corey's wife Jessica, how about the beautiful and great Margot Katsimatidis? Absolutely. Oh, just the, the sweetest woman you can't imagine. John got very, very lucky there. Uh, anyway, let's bring him in. He, by the way, the host of the Cats at night at 5 o'clock, Cats Roundtable Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock, Mr. Katsimatidis, the Cat Man. Good morning, sir.
8: Good morning, guys, and uh, always good to talk to you. I mean, uh, you, you guys get up early, and uh, you, you, you have the greatest show around. I mean, people want to listen to you, and, uh, and uh, that's really important.
2: Thank, well, thank you, John. You. That, that's thank very, you. I'm blushing, I can tell you that right now. But, John, John it is, uh we celebrate everything here on this station because you are such a good guy, and uh, all ethnicities and first responders, etc., cetera, et cetera, and today is Pride Day on 77 WABC. Uh, tell us about uh, that.
8: You know, we, we, we love New York City. We all do love New York City. It's the greatest city in the world, and we're all working hard to make sure it stays the greatest city in the world, and uh, it is also the most diverse city in the world. It's, it's open to every immigrant. It is open to every uh, group of uh, of people. Uh, don't forget the original reason the pilgrims came to America; they wanted to be able to to be free, and that's what our Constitution. That's what our 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 country. And this is what our uh, city is all about and uh, uh, the gay pride uh, day is to uh, show our diversity and we welcome all groups and putting New York City together and, and keeping people together uh, and uh, and and not an ounce of prejudice in anybody and that is the most important thing uh, I remember when there was prejudice against Italians, there was prejudice against Greeks. there was prejudice against blacks. there was prejudice against everybody. well let's let's look forward and not look backwards and you know I, look and I don't want to take down the statue of Columbus. I mean, no. history is history. whatever happened in the past happened in the past, and we can't put blindfolds on, but uh, going forward, and uh, always the most diverse city in the world, and we have to be the the station. WABC is, how how did Tony Orlando, I spoke to Tony Orlando last night, uh, the most iconic station in the world. And it's the call signs that everybody recognizes worldwide, and we stand for diversity, and we stand for bringing everybody together, and I think that's, that's what it's all about.
5: Absolutely, no, listen,
1: we agree no. certainly, and we we love uh, putting on these days. And uh, you know, Bernie's had some great times here with Peter King on St. Patrick's Day. You guys bestowed the honor on me. John, you and Margo are being the grand marshal a couple of years ago for our Israeli Independence Day, which I still have pictures of and photos in my house. That was a great day. So I think we, uh, we do a good job with that based upon, of course, your leadership. But I would ask you if sometimes you go a little too far. I mean, the truth is, while we love these days and a day is fine, we start doing months and we start uh, developing policy and legislature based on some of these things. That's where uh, it starts getting out of hand. And I do think that we do do that. In this country today, we're going to be honest, John, and we're always honest on this station. One we day,
8: we always th- want you to be honest, right? So, one day, one day for gay pride the is great.
1: If doing anything wrong, right. And you think
8: I could fix it? You tell me.
1: Well, what I'm saying is, one day for great, for gay pride is great. One day to honor African Americans is great. One day to, uh, to honor Jews is great. But I think we've gone too far in this country today and gone overboard with some of these groups.
8: It is certainly possible that we're doing that. Uh, and uh, we should all talk about it, at least, because being able but part of our freedom of speech is part of our diversity and uh, be able to talk about it without getting people mad at you. Uh, and uh, look, I, I did that on Monday and I did that on Tuesday and I did that on Wednesday on our five o'clock show. We 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 uh, talk to uh, our black community on On uh, Monday, we talked to uh, Mayor Eric Adams. We talked to Reverend Al uh, Confield. We talked to Reverend uh, A.R. Bernard about what's going on in the black community. And the black community was almost uh, uh, held in, you know, I I hate to say the word like this, almost held in slavery to the Democratic Party. And they're not not, in, in, in the Democratic Party right now. He, 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 there's a war going on within the Democratic Party about uh, why is the Democratic Party hate religion, why does the Democratic party uh, hate you know uh, hate uh, Israel, hate Jews, etc, cetera, etc cetera? Yeah. so there's a war within the Democratic Party. We talked about that on Monday and we talked about it on Tuesday. And we said, "Why?" and we brought the Jewish community in uh, and and said, "Look, the Jewish community always supported the Democratic Party. Why don't the Democratic Party have the courage to stand up against the woke culture yep. that are trying to change our city and change our country and make our make the criminals king." instead of, of worrying about the eight and a half million citizens in the city of New York that want to feel safe.
10: Absolutely. They're defending
8: the 3,000 violent criminals. You Notice the word violent. I'm not worried about the person who steals a loaf of bread. I'm talking about, uh, according to the poli- police commissioner, and uh, the, the NYPD, 3,000 violent criminals, if we took them off the streets of New York, and put them back at Rikers, guess what? New York will be back to the safe yep. city that we always loved. That's true. So we did that on Monday yep. with, with the, the black Americans, and we did that on Tuesday with the Jews. We did that on Wednesday with the Latino, the Latino Americans. So it's yep. all about diversity and talking about being able to talk about what's, what. what do we have to do to make our city safe, and we talked about that with, uh, on on Wednesday too, oh, yep. and uh, uh, that's what it's all about. I mean, we want who counts in, in our city? Eight and a half million New Yorkers, or or three thousand violent criminals?
1: Mm. By the no, way, you, if you're going to steal that loaf of bread, please don't steal it from Christidis or D'Agostinos. Yeah. Can i Bernie.
2: <laughs> no, hey, listen, uh, Mr. Katzmatidis.
8: that Zekalantis.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, you know it, it all, all, all also seems like these days the Democrat Party hates America and that's uh that's that's problematic to use one of their words but uh, gay pride just too quickly uh gay pride and the uh, civil rights uh, struggle among African Americans seem to uh, be parallel we we we, we witnessed uh, the, you know the 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 liberation if you will of gays and blacks in our lifetimes, from the '60s to now, now everything uh, you know, everybody has gotten uh, what they wanted—equality, gays, uh, no problem. I, I think, for the most part, everybody is accepting of uh, gay marriage and gay people in general. So it, w- it was wonderful to uh, see that over these 40 years, and it's nice to celebrate Pride Day on WABC here today, John Katz Mattides. But we would be remiss, Mr. Katz, Catman. If we did not ask you your opinion on the hottest topic of the day, which is the Supreme Court throwing out the 100-year-old uh, 100, 100 law in New York City, which or New York State, excuse me, uh, which prevents people from uh, walking around with concealed carried guns, uh, what do you think about this uh, new ruling and the fact that people will be able the good guys, will be out there with guns?
8: I think the... Uh... Well will scare, scare' the hell out of the guy the bad guys uh, uh i think there's still there's still regulations involved it's not a closed uh, issue uh uh it, it, you have to be of a certain age you have to be of a certain uh, uh mental profile you can't give people that are that are on drugs or pistol permits you can't give people no. that 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 are high or or or, or anything you know and i would say what they do in suffolk county you know what they do in suffolk county five of your uh, of legitimate citizens have to sign a letter that you are of sound mind and body to be able to possess a gun wow and get five citizens get five citizens that feel that you're of you're, uh, sound mind and body. Yeah. I mean, you still have to go through the process. Yeah. So nobody from Texas is going to walk across the uh, uh, George Washington Bridge with six guns on their side. It's not going to happen. So, you know, if, if, what politicians love to do is fear tactics. Oh, my God, contribute more money to me because I'm going to stop them from doing that. That's a lot of BS, guys. I mean, enough is enough. Let's. You know, let's, let's look at reality, and that's what, that's what I do. What we do on our 5 o'clock show is, is face reality with common-sense Democrats on the panel and common-sense Republicans on the panel, and we talk things out. And if Washington talked things out, maybe we would we'll have a better country.
1: Uh, We're not going to argue that. Again, uh, every day that show is great at 5 o'clock, Cats at Night, and your Sunday show, Cats Roundtable, not a guest list in the country. That compares to that. So thank you again for this uh, beautiful day, John. Thank you for all you've done for me and Bernard, you and your beautiful wife, Margot. Enjoy the rest of today here. Have a beautiful weekend in the Hamptons. We love you. We'll talk to you uh, again soon. What
8: kind of food do we I understand we have food coming for lunch. What kind of food do we have for lunch? That's the most important thing. You day.
1: know, it, it's funny. You, I don't know. Like, we know if it's a Greek day, we know Greek food. If it's a, a Jewish day, we know the deli is going to deliver food. I have no idea what you deliver on uh, on. Friday uh, Well, you better check it
8: out because I'm, I'm going
1: to be hungry at lunch. <laughs> all right. Then we'll see you later. Thank you, John, thank yeah. you so much, pal. Thank you. Take care, guys. Take care.
6: Take uh, care,
1: Mr. Katz. Uh, Katz I do Katz, have man. this in front of me with uh, Garbarino set to join us at 740, talking about Long Island. John Katz Matidi's just brought up Suffolk County. Of course, Andrew was in Nassau County. But the Massapequa Post, it reads this, Bernie. Garbarino, state reps introduced bipartisan bill to investigate January 6th terrorist attack response to domestic terrorist threats February 25th, 2021. And here's the quote here's the money shot quote from garbarino the insurrection at the capitol on january 6th was a direct threat to our democracy and i'm proud to solemnly join my colleagues from both sides of the aisle to ensure that what happened on that fateful day never happens again terrorism remains one of new york's greatest threats and i promise to work every day to thwart all attacks from enemies foreign and domestic against our homeland so there's no doubt there it is—the quote right here in front of me. He used the word insurrection and talked about domestic terrorism for January sixth.
2: Well, uh, that's why I guess uh, his opponents are calling him a rhino, et cetera, and he's going to come on at seven forty and uh, explain try, try to explain anyway his position and, and his use of that word in particular. Uh, because uh, again, well, we'll talk about it when he comes on. Let's you you laid it out and uh, and uh, that's a nice tease. Uh, Garbarino, Andrew Garbarino, is coming on the Bernie and Sid Show at 7.40. Uh, so uh, in, in the meantime, we just talked about the gun law, the new gun law here. Again, uh, uh, it's, it affects eight states, essentially, who have this similar laws. New York, of course, was where it originated, emanated the case. and uh, But the eight restrictive uh, laws, eight states have the same, similar restrictive laws. And the other states, uh, people, uh, you know everybody's worried that it's going to be well listen to
7: eric adams cut number three please lou we cannot allow new york to become the wild wild west that is unacceptable
2: so every they have the same now well, by the way what is new york right in, in now? miami what is new york right now yeah, new york is the wild, wild west it's all <laughs> right. the bad guys right that's why i said to mr katz the good guys are going to have guns that all the bad guys have the guns now miami has this a, a similar law that's going to take place here in New York, Miami and other cities all across the country and they don't have they don't have people shooting each other, you know, at soccer games, at baseball not. games, at football games, of not. in bars, in supermarkets, they don't have that. No. So so oh, so I don't know what the uh, the freak out is all about. Take it easy. I'm 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 actually Reassured that we're going to have good guys out there. Of course. You have idiots like Whoopi Goldberg and telling her moron audience things like this. Cut eight, Lou, please. It seems
3: I don't even have the words. It seems stupid. No, are. it's worse than that. It's no, worse it's than insane. that. It's not even it's stupid. Insane. It is. It's. it's with, no, it's, it's so. It's such a middle finger to New York. No, it's
1: not stupid. No, what it is, is law abiding citizens who want to protect themselves from the bad people who will find a way to gun, to get a gun, whether it's legal or not, have the right to protect themselves, you stupid morons, whether it's Whoopi or Joy or Eric Adams. Adams is an idiot. I mean, the law-abiding citizens are not going to take their guns out and start firing in Times Square or on Fifth Avenue. What what is he talking about? The bad guys are still going to get guns, yes. But guess what? Now the good guys like us, we can protect ourselves.
2: This may actually help uh, 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 Eric Adams' fortunes. This may help crime go down in New York. And let's give it a chance. First of all, let's let the law take place. Let's let's let it uh, out there for six months, for a year, before you start messing with it with legislation from albany and let's see if your projections of people starting to shoot each other in bars and subways and baseball games let's see if it comes to fruition i bet it won't if it does well then of course make some changes but it's not going to happen it's so eric adams just relax take it easy this is going to help you and the nypd if you ask me in fact we should ask some uh, police officers what they think of it because uh you know, they're going to have to be in the middle of whatever happens. I mean, people with guns is something that a police officer has to be wary about. But if they're good guys, not necessarily. I mean, uh, you know, it, it takes a cop. It takes police, uh, what, three, five, ten minutes to respond to a 911 call or something. And you're, you know, you're there with the thug, with the, uh, the animal who's trying to rob you, who, who just broke into your house. And now you have a gun. And you can use it. I mean, the premise gun was all, all already there. But let's say it's somewhere out in the street. Well, you can now shoot that person while you wait for the police. It could actually help police and save people's lives. And a good guy can save somebody else who is in a predicament and he stumbles upon a situation, whips out his gun, and shoots the bad guy. I mean, I don't understand the uh, – I really don't understand the problem. So we have Andrew Garbarino, Sid, coming up at 740. And uh, we, we're going to speak to Perez Hilton later, not Paris Hilton, Perez Hilton, <laughs> later on in the show on the Bernie and Sid Show. 1-800-848-9222 is the number. We're coming right back. We're
0: doing live. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here, and you are listening to Bernie and Sid. God help you. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: Country here. The great Bryant Weeds, that was his nickname. One of the first ever draft choices for the Grizzlies before they played in Memphis. They played in, I believe, Oklahoma. Anyway, it is 729. This will be a very quick segment. Getting ready for um, traffic and weather and sports. And then poor Andrew Garbarino. Literally walking into the Coliseum with a bunch of lions and tigers ready to eat them. Especially Bernie but uh, yeah. but hey, buddy, <laughs> no, no, right. no, wait, wait, Hey, I'm on your side. Just... I'm on your side. And I brought this up first, and I brought the guy Cornicelli on, and I did call Garberino a rhino based on my friend Joe the Box. So um, I, I did a lot of this, too. So it's not, not just you, buddy. So it's the two of us. And uh, Garberino's going to be here coming up at 740. My wife did ask me, again, about to celebrate my 30-year wedding anniversary tomorrow. We had a... Really a beautiful night last night, and I'll go back over some of the things we did at 8 o'clock. But um, she did ask me, do you remember, Sydney? what you did the morning we got married? And I do. I remember that morning uh, very, very well. Uh, as I told you earlier, we got married at the Kingsway Jewish Center, Murray Levenstein's place in Brooklyn, New York, on Kings Highway and Nostrand Avenue 30 years ago. But I remember, Byrne, my brother-in-law, Michael, who at the time was not my brother-in-law yet. He married my baby sister, Elizabeth, a couple of months after me and Danielle got married. They'll they'll celebrate 30 years in October. He and I went to Marine Park, and we uh, played basketball. Back then, that was my – I always did that. I either either drank, drugged, or played basketball. That was it. And I played at Marine (sighs) Park almost every day, every day. And uh, great players like Chris Mullen grew up there, right, right, uh, right in Brooklyn. So we shot some baskets, and then my dad said, Listen, I want to take you to get a haircut and a shave and a massage. And I said, That sounds good. I'd never gotten a massage before, believe it or not. And um, he took me to Joe's place on Avenue U, where he went for a long time. And I I told you before, Bernard, my my memory of that place was uh, I was six years old, 1973. And the Mets were playing the Oakland A's in the World Series. And just like out of, out of you know, uh, Goodfellas or Bronx Tale, three fat guys in the in the back with a transistor radio. And I remember Wayne Garrett was at the plate and Vita Blue was pitching for Oakland and they would give me lollipops and Joe was a great guy. Long story short, I'm getting married. Same guy, same guy, Joe. And um, my father gets me a massage. And here's where you'll love this burn because you always talk about Russian women. This lady walks in the room. She was about the size of George Murison. And <laughs> she started to put her hands on me, and I swear to—I I am almost positive to this day that she separated my shoulder in her attempt to massage me that morning. I swear to God. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, yeah, uh, a, a Russian woman uh, giving you massage. She looked like George Muir-san, who was a former wrestler, right? No, he was an NBA uh,
1: player, NBA.
2: Oh, 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 I know who you're talking about. He made yes, that yes. movie
1: uh, Giant with Billy Crystal. He was seven foot seven. By the way, she was an attractive lady. She had blonde hair, pretty face, like most Russian ladies. But she was just she was an animal. She beat the living daylights out of me. It was like, Dad, what? what? What is this? He loved her. He went there every week, my father. I couldn't stand it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I hated it.
2: Yeah, not for me. No no, uh, shenanigans, right? No, uh, you know, happy endings, that that type of thing? For
1: my father? I hope so. I'm just asking. (laughs) I love Naomi. I love my mom. But for my dad's sake, I hope so. Otherwise, it's a waste of money.
2: (laughs) Well, how about you that day? No,
1: no, come on. I was getting married. Oh, come on. Yeah, well, that's what I'm
2: saying. I mean, you go for a massage. It's all, you go to a place like that. It is kind of shady. I mean, No, it was a barber
1: shop. It was a regular. I mean, I had a bachelor party. If I really wanted that, I had, I had a strip joint, String Fellows. Remember how popular String Fellows was back I then, do, Bernie? yeah. I remember. Yeah, so it was either that or scores. We did String Fellows. And that turned out to be a, a mess. Don't even get me started. But uh, no, there was no happy endings. In fact, good, good, good. I cried on the way out because she, she, she uh, broke my shoulder. And that was my morning <laughs> before I got married.
2: <laughs> That's a good morning. That's actually a very good morning. Basketball, a massage from a you know a Russian transgender, and uh, and then you get married.
1: Now that I look back, who knows? You know, back then they wouldn't say anything, but maybe you're right. It could, could have easily been a uh, transgender. Who knows?
2: It could. But they are uh, they are very very vigorous. You know, like they uh, they they're, they're strong women. That's a uh, big, strong, strong like bull is what the uh, Russian <laughs> women are like for the most part. Yeah. Although they, there are a lot of them, you know, you know, you would know, going to these clubs, a lot of them swinging on the poles or whatever. They're not, uh, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're kind of slim, right? Oh, no, they're, they're in good shape. Russian women
1: are, are actually very beautiful. They're, in fact, you go down to Brighton Beach, or uh, down by Coney Island, Coney Island Avenue in Brooklyn. Matt Meaney's shaking his head. He knows that area very well. That is a heavy Russian population. And uh, a lot of those girls look like Anna Kovac. They're beautiful girls.
2: But, right, don't, right, but, 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 but
1: But don't cross them. Don't cross them because they no. will hurt you.
2: They are they, listen. The Russian people have a barbaric streak in them. They really do. Right, and they do. It, 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 and that that includes the ladies. It's true. So be be careful. <laughs> be careful what you do. What you do. What, what what I did. What I did. I did nothing. You did everything. The Bernie and Sid Show. We are heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app, ladies and gentlemen. Downloaded, you won't regret it. Also, simulcast out an eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 FM, out in the Hamptons, folks, and points east. And uh, speaking of Long Island, on the phone with us right now, we have Congressman Andrew Garbarino. He uh, he has the seat that once was filled by the great. Congressman Peter King, Andrew Garber- Garbarino succeeded uh, Peter King, and uh, let's bring him in. Good morning, uh, Congressman Garbarino.
5: How are Hi, you, Andrew. sir?
11: Good morning, guys. Uh, happy to be here. I'm, I love uh, I love replacing Peter King. You know, he's a very tough guy to replace, and I'm happy to have his support right now. I was happy to have his support two years ago when I ran, and uh, thank God he hasn't changed his number because I call him daily uh, for advice.
2: No, you're lucky to have a guy like him in your corner. You really are uh, uh, Congressman Garbarino because a lot of people are, 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 are turn sour on you because of a few things. One of them is that you voted for the January 6th commission, uh, not the committee in its current form, but the commission. You did break with the Republicans and vote for the commission. And you also have on your website currently right now, you talk about the events of January 6th. You call them an insurrection. In fact, I'll read what you write on your website. The insurrection at the Capitol on January 6th was a direct threat to our democracy, and I am proud to solemnly join my colleagues on both sides of the aisle, etc., etc. The uh, events of January 6th uh, at the Capitol, sir, were not was not an insurrection. Nobody was, was charged with insurrection. That's what Rachel Maddow calls it. That's what Adam Schiff calls it. That's what Nancy Pelosi calls it. Uh, so uh, you are siding it's seemingly with these uh, no, no, with these woke I, I, these crazy Democrats.
11: No, I wouldn't Yeah, say that's that. what I I'm, I'm not. Well, look, I, I mean, well, was it was, it an, an word, what, was think, it an insurrection
2: or not? was it an insurrection? the
11: word was it an insurrection. No, nobody's been charged with insurrection. There was it was an attack on the Capitol.
2: So then, why is it on uh, your well, website? Why is it on your website, it, sir?
11: It was it was an, an old statement from last year.
2: Well, why is
5: it still what there? I said, Take it down.
11: What I, have, but what I will tell you, listen, if, if, that, if, if that all of a sudden, if, that, if that'll solve the problem, yeah, sure, okay, I can, I can change that statement. But what I want to focus on and what should be focused on and why I voted for that, uh, the commission, not the committee. Uh, this committee is a political farce. It is all about okay. Democrats and control. It's why uh, every Republican, Bud Liz Cheney and Adam King, voted against it because we knew that this was going to be. But – and I've spoken to you about this before, both of you guys. If this – if you had the choice between what we have now and what – and the commission, which were the only really two choices, you were never going to have nothing. That was never the choice because Nancy Pelosi's in charge. Even President Trump has said he wished there were Republicans on this commission now. This uh, – the, the old commission, there wouldn't have been Adam Schiff. There wouldn't have been Raskin from Maryland. There would have been no members of Congress. We would have been able to focus on the actual problem in security that day. There still has been no focus and hardening of the Capitol. What happened that day with people breaking in could happen again because the police have have not been given any extra uh, support. They haven't done anything to secure the Capitol. It's a disgrace uh, that, uh, that Pelosi has turned yeah. this into a political affair when it shouldn't be. I mean, well, and
1: what's the real disgrace is, and we've been over this a million times on this show is, and, and I know Peter King disagrees, I don't care, uh, is that on any given night in the summer of 2020, in any one of these major cities, New York, Chicago, Portland, Seattle, Atlanta. Uh, There were more deaths. There was more damage. Those were insurrections. They were burning down police buildings. uh, At one point, uh, talking about insurrections, Donald Trump had to move to the basement of the White House. Those were real insurrections, not this. So what's really disgusting and gross is that we're still talking about this particular day when, again, you had 230 nights that were worse, were worse. And also, and they're not
11: even prosecuting those people. That's I that's insane.
5: Andrew, I don't I need mean, to. You I, have, I don't need, Andrew,
1: Andrew. I don't need to make my, my point for me. I get that. Point is, why are yeah. you still concentrating? Why is it to, to burn? Why is there anything on your website about that one day? All you're doing is providing gas it, for it, a fire that shouldn't exist.
11: It's probably you know, all your all of our statements get put on the website. It, it was a statement from from last year. Uh, I don't even know if we're allowed to take it down because it was a public statement. I'll, I'll check with, with the state. I'm not focusing on it right now. I'm focusing on what this political charade of this uh, of this current January 6th committee is doing and how it's not focusing. Uh, uh, it's focusing on uh, on President Trump and, and his people when when President Trump didn't incite that crowd that day. It, he, he, they're focusing on, on and going after him. They're making it a political charade. Uh, and I think the American people uh, uh, see that. I don't think this is, doing anything uh, to prove the Democrats are they're just doing whatever they can to keep
2: control. Listen, we're running out of time, but uh, it seems like it just seems like you're siding with this, uh, with Kinzinger and Cheney. And as we close in on the election here, you're sort of morphing over to uh, the other side, saying, uh, saying, saying different things to please different people. You also voted for the non-infrastructure infrastructure bill. You voted for $40 billion to send over to the Ukraine. When we could use it here in the United States, uh, Do you understand why people uh, seem disillusioned with you?
11: Cut me off. Uh, did you just cut me off? I'm trying to. No, you're answer. still on.
2: You're still on. You have
11: about okay, 30 sorry. seconds uh, no. respond. Well, no, I, I I have not agreed with Kinsinger or, or Cheney. It's why I voted against Donald Trump's impeachment. It's why I voted against the committee. Uh, the infrastructure bill uh, is doing great things for for New York. Hey, but you, let me tell you about something I don't think I'm doing. I'm I'm the lead Republican on $150 million for breast cancer research. I'm the lead Republican on the $3 billion for extra money for 9-11 care uh, uh, survivors and, and 9-11 survivors. I think that's a pretty good thing. I got $5 million to help with uh, the plume in, in Levittown. I think that's a pretty good thing. So instead of focusing on one of my votes, I think you guys should take a look at the real good things.
1: Listen, listen, uh, we, we, we have to run, but I'm glad you brought that. Listen, I don't. we don't think you're a bad guy. We, you know, I kind of like you, and Peter King likes you very, very much. But all the things we brought up are true, and all the things you just brought up about yourself, they're true, too. You've done some incredibly nice things and continue to, and hopefully the voters will take all of that into account when it comes uh, to the election coming up for you. So I wish you the best of luck. Thank you for coming on today, and we'll talk again Thank very you. soon. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. Take care, pal. That's uh, Andrew Garbarino. We'll take a short break. More of Bernie and Sid right after this.
0: Bernard McGurk. Bernard has been a friend of mine for so long. And Sid, you too. Sid Rosenberg. Not good, great. Bernie and Sid in the morning. I love you guys. I listen to you every morning. and walk around the house laughing my butt off. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: go here breaking my
8: back just to know your name yeah
2: that's what I do I break my back back here on the Bernie and Sid show ladies and gentlemen so there you have it we had to uh we had a limit Garbarino any candidates, to five minutes which is what we did which is why we had to uh squeeze in what we squeezed in and it got a little uh contentious but uh I mean I, I think Sid uh, we made our point and uh, he agreed. Did, uh Andrew Garbarino to take down, yeah, the, uh, the the wording there, calling the events of January 6th an insurrection, yeah, not wor- not working I mean, for
1: him because the same guys that that called him out as a rhino that I've been talking about for days, I'll leave their names out. Every one of them texted me and said, now he's going to take th- now he's going to take it down. He just figured out he, he he had to be yelled at by you and Bernie to take it down. So if he thinks that taking it down now, well, that's a nice gesture. It's very nice that he agreed with us at some point. It's going to save him with these people. He is uh, very, very mistaken. They're like, why now? Uh, Clearly, it it didn't bother you for the last year and a half.
2: It may save him with some people, but uh, not with uh, all the people. No. Uh, Witnesses, uh, the people who are texting you right now. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he's not a bad guy. Congressman King has good judgment. Yes. But uh, these types of things are deal breakers. I mean, we have other people, you know, on deck who can uh, replace you at the snap of a finger. I mean, and good people like uh, Cornicelli. Is a retired army captain. I mean, he's got a great track record, and he will stand strong. I mean, I don't know why, why, why put that on your website in the first place. What were you thinking? Well, again, why you, vote for why vote for that it. commission? Why vote for that commission in the first well, place? you said I know he didn't vote for the committee, right? But why even vote for the commission? Because, like you when, said,
1: he, he did. You know, that's what Eric Adams did, bro. I hate to say it, but and I, and I pointed it out every step of the way. That's why I couldn't stand Eric before he even won. He spent every day trying to appease both sides. And here clearly Garbarino takes over for King, so It must be a Republican. But guess what? If you're a Democrat, hey, this guy's with you. January sixth was an insurrection. And, and and so he appeased both sides and, and he's the guy. But that may backfire now. I I just I just know that, you know, it it, it bothers me. That all these networks that hate Donald Trump, that hate Republicans, that hate this country, sees on that day, MSNBC uh, today, CNN today, all they're talking about is January 6th. So I'm the first to admit it was an embarrassing day. You remember you and I had fights back then because I did say that President Donald Trump did a bad job. His, uh, His reaction time, not inciting that day, but his reaction time was pathetic. I did say that. But in the end, he was still a great president, and this day is being way overblown. So whether it's Peter King, or I love and respect Dealy or Garbarino, when you talk about this day like it's one of the worst in the country's history, it sounds silly. It just wasn't.
2: It and, wasn't. And maybe his reaction uh, was slow, as you point out, but he did come out during that day at 3.30 and said, go home. He, he actually it's came too out. Late. It's too late. Uh, I know, but he did do it. He did yes. do it uh, in the afternoon. I just want people to know he did it, and he tweeted also. He, he made a statement on TV. I mean, he put out a video, and he also tweeted, "Go home, th- 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 stop doing this." Uh, but that was that was three thirty. Hey, listen, just I am going to switch it up, Lou. Cut nineteen, uh, cut nineteen. Speaking of uh, January sixth, uh, versus, uh, and I've been talking about th- you. You'll attest to this Sid. I've been talking about this. What what uh, Black Lives Matter did at the White House in twenty twenty, the real insurrection, as you pointed out, uh, uh, very very astutely and it, 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 to good effect talking to a Garbarino uh, that the, uh, during the riots in 2020, they tried to storm the damn White House. Yes. That was an insurrection. Yes. Listen to Tucker Carlson from, I think, just last night. Uh, Tucker Carlson, cut 19, please, Lou.
11: Well, the January 6th committee is investigating an insurrection in Washington. The insurrection. But what's interesting is there's been no investigation of any kind into an actual insurrection that happened two years ago. In May of 2020, a mob set fire to a historic Episcopal church right outside the White House. And they injured more than 60 Secret Service officers as they tried to storm the White House grounds. Now, Donald Trump was inside, so the media applauded it. And so the siege of the White House continued all month. On June 22nd of 2020, that was two years ago this week, the mob tried to tear down the Andrew Jackson statue in Lafayette Square right in front of the White House. Do you remember this? No one else seems to. But that's not an insurrection.
2: Yeah, they had to put Trump in the basement and his family in the basement of the White House. Yep. That was the the real insurrection. 60 Secret Service agents uh, were hurt, and uh, does Nancy Pelosi care about them? Why she cares about the Capitol Police? Why not the Secret Service? And remember, Trump actually tweeted, if you get by the fence, you're going to be met by these vicious dogs. Remember, he tweeted something like that. that? Yes, yes. and it was So that was an insurrection, And, and yes, everybody... Uh, They have amnesia. They don't don't remember it whatsoever. They're all phonies.
1: You want to bet that the people who did that that day never served 15 minutes Uh, in jail? Exactly. you got guys still in solitary confinement from January 6th. And why are they there? Because folks like Garbarino joined the other team and said things like they're saying now. It's not a little thing, Andrew. It's not a little thing. And I'm going to hold Peter's Kingsby to the fire, too. Stop with the nonsense. Move on. January 6th was embarrassing. It was ugly. Not nearly one of the worst days in this country's history. Let's move on.
2: On the Bernie and Sid Show, uh, we're coming right back, ladies and gentlemen.
5: You. I want to rock!
0: Bernie and Sid in the morning Woo! on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
6: I'd love
5: you even if there
6: no
1: Put a mountain there and I'll tear it down and I'll love you even if there were no dreams. As I said uh, two hours ago we started today's great program, Bernie McGurk and Sid Rosenberg. 30 years ago tomorrow at Kingsway Jewish Center on King's Highway and Nostrand Avenue, I walked down the aisle with one Daniel Kahn now Danielle Kahn-Rosenberg, and that was our first dance, a very, very obscure Neil Diamond song that I became aware of, and I loved it. It's called If There Were No Dreams. That was our first dance, and tomorrow we'll celebrate our 30-year anniversary, but as I talked about earlier, before we get back to guns and all the nasty stuff, I, uh, we started to celebrate last night because, uh, as it turns out, uh, I told you that uh, when I first got married to Danielle, I lost my wedding band. And I lost it in the pool on the cruise ship on our honeymoon. And I went about three years with no wedding band. And then we got married in 1992. 1995, I did my first rehab stint. Not proud of it, but true. And I told you earlier, Bernie, you know the story uh, that uh, she was graduating college. I was at Brooklyn College that day with her grandmother, who has since passed, Nana. Hillary Clinton was the actual speaker. And I had to leave in the middle of the speech and give my wife a kiss goodbye, not knowing. I really didn't know, Bernie. I'm being completely honest. If I would ever see Danielle again, I really thought it was over. I mean, here I'm married three years. I'm in the throes of a horrible drug and alcohol problem. I can't keep a job. I'm a mess. My parents are driving me to rehab. She's gorgeous, brilliant. And I thought when I said goodbye at Brooklyn College that day that that may be goodbye forever. So you could imagine the trip in the car with my parents to Warnersville, Pennsylvania, outside of Reading. To Karen Foundation chit chat farms to go to rehab those hours and hours in the car just how miserable I was Bernard
5: God <laughs> absolutely oh. I mean
2: I can hear it. I can hear it in your
5: voice oh. and I
2: can I, I can just picture it anybody would be uh, of
5: course yeah. and then Terrible. I get then I get to rehab
2: and
1: my parents take me in that's another whole story when they made me they uh, made my mother who started to cry throughout my scope and my cologne because they were afraid I was going to drink it I wasn't that bad folks but uh, there were folks that do do that. And then um, when you first get to rehab, you're not allowed to talk to anybody, not your parents, not your wife, not your kids. For one week in just about every rehab across the country, you're on lockdown, and all you do is go to meetings and wake up and eat, and that's it. And then uh, once that week was lifted, the first phone call I got, they said, uh, Mr. Rosenberg, come to the, the front office. And at that point, I had not seen or heard from Danielle in, in, in a while, and it was her. And she said, uh, I'm coming to see you tomorrow. Anyway, she showed up with a, uh, with a new marriage band. And I wore that marriage band for 27 years until last night when she presented me with this beautiful platinum marriage band, which I'm wearing right now. And uh, Eric Salas, again, does a great job, WABCRadio.tv. He's showing it right now. So um, And I gave her her gift last night, too, even though Saturday is the actual anniversary. We're going to go to River Cafe tomorrow, which is a lovely, lovely place in Dumbo at the bottom of the Brooklyn Bridge in Brooklyn. So I'm wearing this today, and it's 30 years and uh, as you talked about, you know, Danielle's a divorce attorney. She deals with the ugliest of cases. And in a world today where I think about 64%, maybe the number, Bernie, 64% of marriages end in divorce. If you can go 30 years like me or 31 years like you and your lovely wife, Carol, that, uh, that says a lot about dedication, patience, compromise, all those things. And that's where we are coming up tomorrow.
2: Yep. And uh, not to mention love. You know, right at the very uh, look, top. and they and they also uh, studies out there saying that people who remain married, they live longer. They live a lot longer yeah. than people who. Uh, Except you know, for Jewish quit, men, divorce. Jewish
1: men die first. Why is that? Because they want to. You know they
2: that. They want to. Yes, of course, of course, of course yes. Uh, tip your bartenders, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that, that's a beautiful thing. What you did last night that was really, really sweet. And uh, congratulations, I guess. Thank right? you. Thank you, you, you we were obviously you're wearing it right
1: now yes it is uh, eric salas just showed it so again you can watch this radio show we're not live anymore we will be soon 24 7 actually but you can watch it afterwards in fact they've been showing good morning gabby beautiful pictures of danielle all morning long uh wabc radio tv you can go back and and watch the show listen to all the great stuff we've done already today from all of our great interviews to the great conversations to this uh, big day coming up from me and Danielle tomorrow. Today's a big day, too. I'm going to leave here, go uh, go back to uh, Queens, and then head to Brooklyn. And today is the very last day of filming. For season two of Gravesend, which has been filming season two for almost two years because of COVID and all the great stars that William DeMeo actually brought in. I mean, a lot of stars. Chaz Terry, Vinny Pistori, Armand Desante, Andrew Dice Clay, Sid Rosenberg, Fran Drescher, all in season two. We're going to film it today. The whole cast is going to be there. Huge fireworks show. It's really going to be a july 4th party on the show it'll be july 4th even though today is june 24th so the whole cast getting together in brooklyn today danielle and gabriel are coming later on for that too and that's going to be a blast later on today and then we'll we'll give you the date uh, hopefully soon on when you can actually watch season two hopefully another amazon
2: prime or netflix Man, that's a long day. Yes. Wow, I'm exhausted already just hearing right,
1: about it. Right, and then tomorrow's the anniversary, so River Cafe, 8 o'clock tomorrow night. So every day, be that's the one thing. You know, wow. you know, you, you say Donald Trump's got a lot of energy, and he does, but uh, I'm not that far behind him, bro.
2: <laughs> no, I'll give you all the props in the world I i got to tell you, all the props. I, I mean, I, I would turn down three-quarters of what you're doing. Uh, I really would. <laughs> I, know I don't right. know how you – I mean uh, – Look, you know, it's the exercise, working out and doing the show, and then on top of it, having to do these uh, extracurricular activities. You know, you have to do some, of course, but uh, this filming, you know, this is way above and beyond what you're doing. It's a second job is what it is, and uh, I don't know if I would agree to do that at this point. I used to do TV. And it, it, I was ex- perpetually exhausted. Right, right. And I learned from that, and that's why I'm, I kind of cut back.
1: You know? Right, I, I was with you, I mean, at the end, when you were doing Bill O'Reilly on Tuesday nights. That was yeah. a long day. You would do Imus in the morning, then our midday show together, and then... Six hours. Right. Six hours. Right. But but this is different because this is not... In other words, if, if, if I had to make a, an appearance on Newsmax or, or, or Fox News, I wouldn't do it. But when you're shooting a TV show and or a movie... Trust me when I tell you, you would do it because it's exciting. It's not like going to do a 12-minute segment sitting next to Greg Gutfeld and have Bill O'Reilly, you know,
2: yell at you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, it's, 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 it's a lot more. It. I mean, it's, you, know, you have to prepare. You have to come up with something original. No, you did. You did. Witty, yes. you know, yeah. you, you can't just go sit there and, and you know, mouth uh, a talking point. No, and you did do that. You were
1: very, very entertaining. I, I used to break Gutfeld's balls. I still do. I know he's number one now late night, but – I, and I'm not saying this because you're my best friend, or I love you. I, I really felt like you carried that thing on Tuesday nights. You carried it. And I, think, I, no, and I think he learned a lot from you, Greg Gutfeld. And that's why he's probably so
2: good today. But you uh, did. Uh, listen, that's very nice of you to say. I'm not, I, I don't necessarily agree with that, but thank you.
1: Uh, It's true. Uh, Anyway, uh, yes, you had those long days. And uh, so uh, today is one of those days for me, but it's all going to be fun. And then a nice dinner on uh, tonight. The kids will celebrate the anniversary tonight with me and Danielle. And then tomorrow night we'll do it uh, alone and uh, end up at some beautiful hotel. Anyway, uh, let's get to the big story in New York today, which is on the cover of today's New York Post. Bernard, you're all over this. New Dodge City Supreme Court overturns New York's 111-year ban on carrying concealed guns, what uh, what's the latest with this? Uh, I think it's great. I think you do too. Despite what Eric Adams, Kathy Hochul, and Oprah Winfrey excuse me, Whoopi Goldberg are saying, what's the latest with this?
2: Well, the latest is uh, it's it's the law, it's the law of the land. I mean, there's no appeal. If the Supreme Court makes th- this decision, you know, there's no court of appeals anywhere that they can go to. So, you're going to have state legislatures these uh, woke state legislatures in these uh, particular eight states because that's who it affects. That's who has these most restrictive gun laws. But particularly in New York, because this is where the case emanated from, are you going to have Adams and Hochul? uh, They're going to try to do something. It's going to be unconstitutional because the Supreme Court ruled what it ruled. Uh, But in in any case, uh, Kathy Hochul sounded like a, a complete moron yesterday, complete idiot, when she was talking about it, uh, I think this is cut number four. Luke, Kathy Hochul, play this, This. Uh, this. well, play Play Kathy Hochul, go.
3: I'm sorry this dark day has come. They were supposed to go back to what was in place since 1788 when the Constitution of the United States of America was ratified. And I would like to point out to the Supreme Court justices that the only weapons at the time were muskets. I'm prepared to go back to muskets. I don't think they envision the high-capacity assault weapon magazines Intended for battlefields as being covered with it, but I guess we're just going to have to disagree.
2: I think she's uh, I think she's stuck on stupid. I don't know what she's talking about. I mean, we're talking about uh, concealed carry pistols, is what we're talking about. Uh, you know, and muskets. What do you? I mean, look, this, this 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 is a good thing. You're going to have the good guys out on the street with guns. And here's what it boils down to, Clarence. The brilliant Clarence Thomas actually wrote the opinion. And it was a very, very short opinion, but right to the point. This is what he wrote. All that we decide in this case is that the Second Amendment protects the right of law-abiding people to carry a gun outside the home for self-defense. And then he goes on. And that the Sullivan Law, which was law in New York for 100 years, and that the Sullivan Law, which makes that virtually impossible for most New Yorkers, is unconstitutional. In other words, it's, it's the, the Second Amendment applies to you, me, everybody else, everybody who doesn't have a, a record. You're still going to have to go through a rigorous uh, background check. Uh, you know, like John Catsmatiti said, in Suffolk County, they make five people uh, tes- testify, essentially, you know, in writing to your character and why, you know, you should not be denied a gun, et cetera, et cetera. But p- prior to this, it was mostly celebrities and th- those types of people who got it. And the average person just could, couldn't get it, Too many, way too many hurdles, uh, and, and they just denied it. In other words, they, anything beyond self-defense now, uh, you, you don't have to prove. Self-defense is all you need. Uh, yeah, I'm walking out in the street, I want to defend myself. New York City is a zoo, and Eric Adams had the nerve to say this, cut number three, Louis.
7: We cannot allow New York to become the wild, wild west. That is unacceptable.
2: Well, the Wild Wild, it's already the Wild Wild West. What the hell is he talking about? It, this is like actually going to help Eric Adams. You're gonna have the good guys out there, out there on the streets with guns in the subways. Uh, you 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 see these animals in the subways, hassling people, and and most people are just standing by, hassling a woman, and and men are just standing by. Well, a good man will now whip out his pistol. And say, knock it off, dirtbag, and uh, put, you know, fill them, uh, you know, make them, like, make them look like Swiss cheese or something like that. Yeah. But they say it's going to get crazy out there. Right. Well, Florida and the rest of the country, besides these eight states with these re- restrictive gun laws, uh, they don't have these problems. Nobody is shooting each other at baseball and football games oh, or at, in, in, in bars and restaurants. Oh. nobody's doing that. You don't read about it. You don't hear about it. You don't see. So let the law stand. Let it sit. Let you know, for for at least a year. Let's see if if, if what Eric Adams uh, says is going to come to fruition. It's not. No. It is the Wild Wild West now. If anything, they'll be shooting the thugs that you the, that you and your contemporaries up in Albany are 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 negligent to, to lock up right. or too incompetent to lock up. So it might help you out. So you might want to thank uh, Clarence Thomas for uh, his opinion on this law. Agreed. Uh, John Neese is listening right
1: now. Good morning, John Neese. A uh, very, very good buddy of mine. Danielle loves him, too, doing some stuff over at the place. John, uh, nice to talk to you. And everybody agrees, uh, all of our friends, Jen Delandro, listening, John Neese, about the gun issue. You, you did mention that Kathy Hochul, of course, is one of the folks, along with Eric Adams, yelling and screaming, which is
2: nonsense. And they all have protection, by the way. Of men with guns. All
1: of them. Every one of them. Even the ones, you know, the the Obamas, the Pelosi's who have complained over the years about all that nonsense. But anyway, you've got a chance to change all that, folks. Again, this is the last weekend before the big primary day coming up this Tuesday, June the 28th. You've heard all four men on this show, from Lee Zeldin to Andrew Giuliani to Rob Astorino to Harry Wilson. They've all been on, all four. They're all good men. Uh, you know, I happen to think personally that Andrew Giuliani won. He won those three debates. I think he'd make the best governor, but I'd be very happy if any of those men won. Uh, I, I thought Astorino was 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 really, really good. I think those two in particular uh, really shined during those debates, uh, Andrew and Rob. But uh, here's your chance, uh, Bernie, on Tuesday to make it happen.
2: Oh, absolutely, yes. Uh, Tuesday's the day. Vote for the most electable guy. Uh, I like Rob Astorino. I think Andrew Giuliani would be awesome. he may be a terrific governor. Uh, again, it's all about electability is what it is. So, uh, you know, Lee Zeldin didn't exactly acquit himself uh, well at the debates. Uh, but in any case, Tuesday's the day. And That's then great. we support whoever gets uh, nominated That's right. against this loser, this dummy, Kathy Hochul. That's
1: right. No matter who it is, whether it's Lee, Harry, it doesn't matter. We're all in. We are all in. That's right. All right. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. We do have Lydia Serrani. Lydia Reports, always terrific, coming up next. And um, Beat Be Bernie, hosted by Matt Meaty, coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. More of Bernie and Sid on this Friday, right after this.
0: This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani.
4: Just when we thought we couldn't get more embarrassed of President Biden yesterday, he accidentally held up a cheat sheet, a sort of cue card on how he should behave. No joke. And this is there's an actual picture of this. I tweeted it. I put it on the 77 W ABC as well. Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. In the cue card, it says you capitalize and in bold print, you take your seat, you give brief comments, you depart. You remember to wipe your ass. No, I'm sorry. I just I added that last uh, part. <laughs> well,
2: no, well, you 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 got it right. You ask it. It, it says you ask Liz Schuler, president of the AF, AFL cio a question. You thank participants. You depart. That's it.
4: It was so embarrassing. So we held this up. So I was doing like a little research, and you notice like how he's talking. Much differently than even when he was first elected. And I'm looking at the way he walks, like his gait. You know, that's what yes. it means. And and there's a study that just came out in the Journal of the American Medical Association known as JAMA. And it says gait, which is the way you walk, and cognitive decline, which is usually exhibited in memory loss and in the way somebody speaks. It's it could indicate a high, high risk of dementia. The actual name of the article is called "Gate and Cognitive Declines in Dementia, Double or Nothing. The study found that when cognitive decline was defined as, um, if you've had cognitive decline as well as a change in the way you walk, then you have a very high likelihood of dementia, and it also means that you will be in a rapid and steep decline. So... I I mean, I'm not a doctor. Obviously, I've never examined him, but common sense dictates you're looking at this study. You see the way he walks. You see the long vacations. You see all the verbal missteps and all these memory things and the fact that they literally have to put together a cue card for him. I think by this time next year, unless they come out with some sort of dementia, Alzheimer's type of miracle cure, he has to he's going to go. I, no, think he- gonna, I think he's going to I think he's going to go.
2: He is shot. Not die. He,
4: I think he's going to like have to resign due to um, you know medical issues yeah. or whatever. Yeah,
2: he's done. He's shot. He's completely. Uh, he's completely shot. He's a yeah. vegetable, almost a vegetable at this point, and he uh, can't last. Twenty twenty four is a joke. No. Talking about twenty twenty four. By the way, for our public school uh, uh, graduates out there, gate is spelled G A I T. Uh, just yeah. uh, and, <laughs> yeah. and it means walking. Yes, right. just just FYI, That's you learned something on the, you learn something on the Bernie and said show. Uh,
4: what, listen to listen to him. Um, ben, I'll get your, your your what you think. said uh, after this, listen to his gibberish yesterday. This is like really scary. This is on the world stage, the leader of the free world, and he can't even form a coherent thought. There's a
8: difference between states that say may and they and say shall. The, if you have to say you shall give, you shall do ABC. They're the ones that are going to have problems. But most say may. I mean may and, and I got it reversed. May and shall. Oh
0: my God!
2: Wow! wow. I, I get mean, the coffin it, ready. Uh, just that, just yeah, get that, the home
4: ready. Just throw them in. That, that
2: whole <laughs> that whole appearance on uh, Jimmy Kimmel was oh uh, was one big uh, incoherent, uh, you know, dement, dementia-ridden mess. Is what it was.
1: Yeah, it was basically. Him uh, falling all over himself and and crushing Donald Trump. I mean, look, those are the moments that you played just now, Lydia. And uh, me and Bernie don't have any real sympathy for the guy. In fact, we don't have any at all. But those are the moments that uh, have people like Bill O'Reilly say, well, you know, Bill O'Reilly has actually said, I kind of feel badly for the guy. And I don't believe that everything he does is based on agenda and evil, that he really has an issue, whether it's dementia, whether he's just getting old and falling apart. Those are the moments that do have people sympathize with joe biden uh not here though not with bernie and sid we've uh we've seen enough to realize that even though he does have those senility moments that he does
2: enough when he knows what he's doing to help destroy this country absolutely listen the, the latest just yesterday uh, i mean he's evil he is evil he's perpetrating evil on this country he's escalating the war on women he wants to change uh, title nine to include male trannies to allow the trannies the transgenders to to the male the biological males to compete in sports he will withhold federal funds if schools don't build transgender bathrooms and enforce and enforce proper use of pronouns enforce it on the campus in addition of course to uh, forcing them to allow males to compete in their sports programs I mean that's evil, and he's also using federal funds to get kids to transition he will withhold. Uh, lunch money, school lunch money from from states if they don't allow kids in schools to, to be encouraged to have their, you know, their genitals whacked off or their breasts or to take puberty blockers. That is pure freaking evil. And also allowing this country to, 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 to disintegrate and have the price of oil and inflation go way up because you won't drill for oil. You stop the Keystone Pipeline. You're screwing the American people. That's evil. So I have no sympathy for this creep, none at all. And yes, Sid is right. He he has his cognitive moments. He he knows what he's doing, even though he is uh, on the verge of uh, you know all out, full blown dementia. Yeah, I have yeah. no sympathy for him whatsoever. I hate the man.
1: There's an old
4: Jewish He has the clear cut classic signs of dementia. He does. It's he clear does. as yeah. it's clear as day. You no, know, he does. This country's in danger. And I, I blame his wife. I think she's kind of the puppet master behind all of this. Well, I think she listen, says to him, If she, you don't do what I say, I'm not wiping your butt later. She's evil. I'm not gonna bring you water late, later.
1: She's evil you know? because she has to know she has to know that this man who she's loved all these years embarrasses himself every day. She has to know that, but she is so set on being the first lady yes. that she doesn't care. So to yes. me, she's yes. just as evil as he is because F him, yes. let him go embarrass himself. I'm living in the
2: White House. Yeah, and she doesn't That's obviously right. doesn't care that he's destroying the country and his handlers are destroying absolutely destroying. They know what they're doing the, from from the border to uh to, to to transgender crap to uh you know sending money to, to to the Russian sending money to the Ukraine, getting us involved in a war that we, we have no business being involved in. And also, uh, you know, he's compromised with China. He's compromised. Who knows what his decisions are based on. He's not uh, standing up to uh, the Chinese, the communist Chinese. He's actually acquiescing in, in, in various ways. He's not stopping the fentanyl from coming across, killing tens of thousands of Americans that the Chinese are sending over. I don't hear him railing about that no. against the Chinese. No. Screw him. Get rid of him. He
4: needs to go. I don't understand. Remember Trump after the West Point graduation where he was just kind of carefully going down that railway and it was really hot and it was like kind of slippery. And they were like, oh, my God, the 25th Amendment, this and that. This guy has a clear cut classic science. Here is a study that just came out, the Journal of the American Medical Association, talking about the way you walk and your cognition, the verbal cues and this and that. If they're together, that means there's going to be a steep, rapid decline in the dementia patient and nobody's doing anything about it. This is the leader of the free world. We're in an economic crisis, a drug crisis, a national security crisis. I mean, all of these self-made, self-inflicted crises, and nobody's doing anything about it. But they want to give them just cue cards. This yeah. is an embarrassment. This is not right. This we deserve better. They care more about ideology, more about their party affiliation than about lives of the American people. And this don't
2: heart- forget about the wokeification of our military. Our military is not a, 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 a fierce uh, fighting force any longer. They're focused on pronouns. They're focused on transgender crap. They're focused on white privilege. I mean, I, I, the hell with these people. General Milley and uh, Joe Biden and all these all these creeps, they're ruining our military as well. We're not going to be, be able to fight the Chinese. The, Chi- the Chinese, they're laughing at us, what we're doing in the military. I played some, some of the training videos the other day and what they're doing at West Point with uh, shoving critical race theory down the throats of the cadets. It is a disgrace. No, I have no sympathy for this jerk, and uh, I, 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 I can't even, in the people around him as well, you might as well put Kamala Harris in. She can't do any worse than this guy. And then we can rail against her at that point. But right now, he's the perpetrator of all these evils. Get rid of him.
1: Yep. I uh, can't argue with any of that. Uh, Lydia, great report is always. What's coming up at 5 o'clock, sweetie?
4: I have no idea who we're going to have. I can tell you it'll be a big show, and we're going to cover all the major news events. And what's really sad is that you have the media that's aiding and abetting this criminal, basically, President Biden. I was just one last thing. This writer of USA Today, David Mastillo, he was actually uh, put on probation. He was almost fired for this tweet. He tweeted, people who are pregnant are also women. And so he said he wrote for USA Today, and he said that it's becoming wokeified. The whole Gannett, you know, the Gannett publication. Yes, they own yes. a bunch of newspapers. They own a bunch of TV stations. So just because this one guy he tweeted, people who are pregnant are also women. They said that that was transphobic and hurtful, and they wanted to fire him over it, so he quit. So that's the problem, too. We've got the media, which I used to be a part of, the mainstream media that is going along with this wacko ideology, these liberal elites. So that's why it's so important to listen to 77WABC, where we're allowed to speak the truth and nothing but the truth. John Katzmatidis, 5 o'clock. You don't want to miss it. All
1: right, Lydia, thank you so much. Great job, as always. Have yourself a, a nice weekend. We'll do it again On uh, Monday morning, right, Bernie? Absolutely, (laughs) sit.
0: Bernie and sit in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: All right, Tuesday's the big day, primary date, June 28th. We've had all four men on this show running on the Republican side. Me and Bernie have Lee Zeldin, Andrew Giuliani, Harry Wilson, and, of course, uh, Rob Astorino. Rob has been Bernie's guy from day one. Uh, I have, I think, with a lot of New Yorkers become a huge fan of Rob. Nobody can argue he's been brilliant and was brilliant in those uh, three debates. You can kind of go back and forth if he won or Andrew won, but that's it. I mean, you can't even include Lee and Harry in the conversation. He was the Westchester County executive. He's got experience and uh, good experience at that. And uh, here he is live in studio today, just four days before the biggest day, I think, in his life and that is Rob Astorino. Is that fair to say, Rob, that.
12: Uh, don't tell my wife and kids who were born, but you're right. <laughs> but let's, let's go, you're right. Let's go with political, professional life. You're right about that. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Don't, definitely.
12: Is. I mean, I, when I was elected Westchester County Executive, it was a shocker. Nobody expected it. Two to, you know, three to one Democratic County. We, we pulled it out of the hat. Nobody thought. And so that was an amazing night. So I mean, obviously, Tuesday, if I win, it'll be, it'll be huge. But it'll be even bigger in November because that's the shock. That's the that's the earthquake. You know, it's it's anyone's ballgame on Tuesday. I'm totally in this race. I'm going to win this race. And I think people who watched the debates, like you just said, you know, it's like Lee Lee has become, uh, unfortunately, unqualified for the race to be governor. I think his record in Albany with with Cuomo is extraordinarily problematic. He couldn't defend it. He got uh, meltdown city. It was like, you know, nuclear reactor just went off in his head. And you've got to be able to to defend your record. That was indefensible. So I I think Andrew I love. I really do. Uh, I just think he's got a great future ahead of him. But I think right now um, there's no way that Zeldin can get those crossover votes, which we're going to need. I mean, this is all about winning in November. It's not about winning a primary. Anyone can win a primary and they get slaughtered. But November is when it counts to actually win and take over, and that's what we have to do. So. I think Andrew's got a great future. I just think uh, now is the time when I can step in that role as the executive I have been and, and turn this damn state around. Absolutely. Because it's a
2: train wreck right now. It really is a train wreck. We need, we need to end this one-party rule. Rob Astorino, I think you could do it. Uh, you are smooth. You are funny. You're good on your feet. You ran for governor before and exceeded all expectations. When Cuomo was at his highest, you got 40% of the vote. That is a lot. And now in this, this year when we're going to experience a red wave, you could really win. But tell us, let's zero in on it. Andrew Giuliani did acquit himself very well mm-hmm. at the debates. Yep. So zero in on why you would be a better candidate than Andrew Giuliani. I know you love him and he has a great future, but tell us why you would be better.
12: I, I think, look, you know, the, the Giuliani name is a blessing and a curse. In, in a primary, it's more of a blessing. In, in the general election, in New York, It's going to be very difficult to overcome during this period of time where there's still, you know, the whiff of Trump with Democrats in New York and all that kind of stuff. And we're all supporting Trump. But it's about winning in November. It's about getting those crossover votes that I've been able to do. You know, yo hablo español, so I'm going to be out there on the streets making sure we get the crossover vote. And that's how we're going to win. This is all about. Winning. It's not about, and I've had people say, you know, I kind of lean somewhere else, but I think you actually might be the one who could win. Yeah, I think I said that.
1: Right. Uh, about two minutes to go here. Uh, you were just in upstate New York, Rochester, Binghamton, Syracuse, that area. Uh, Andrew has been on record on this show saying, hey, you talk about the city all the time. Guess what? Those cities upstate, they're even
12: worse. Yeah. You could attest to that. They are. But, you know, look, we, we don't have farmers here in New York City, right? But there's a lot of farmers upstate. And nobody's been talking to them. And small businesses in the city that went out of business in the pandemic, same upstate. You know. So it's a huge diverse state. And my backyard is the suburbs, right, where this race is going to be won or lost in November, period. And that's my strength. That's where we're going to be able to get those suburban women to come back into our fold and to get you know people of all stripes – Ultimately, we cannot win with just Republicans. We don't have the numbers. We'll get slaughtered. So I've got that proven track record, and I'm, I'm ready to go, and I can't wait to fix this damn state. It's so chaotic. And as I've said, it is going to be the revenge of the normal people.
2: Yes, well, sanity over lunacy. Rob Esparino, when you win in November, how do you handle uh, Heasty and the uh, Stewart-Cousins in the legislature? And get this damn bail reform fixed. Uh, get it where where, where it's l- not freeing criminals left and right.
12: It's going to be a political earthquake. So they're going to have to say, "All right, the voters spoke. I will get it through either the legislation or through the budget process." I've actually known Andrea Stewart-Cousins. We worked together in Sorry. Westchester. Sorry. Sorry so about that, yeah. I, know, I know, I know, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, you do have to have relationships as well.
1: Agreed. Uh, well, listen again. You uh, you came off really, really well. Uh, my wife, Danielle's a big fan of yours, too, by the way. She said, wow, this Thanks guy's Danielle. really smart. Not that big. Calm down.
12: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lunch today at noon, yeah. Danielle? <laughs> yeah. But we're
1: happy for you, and uh, we wish you the best of luck. And uh, Bernie jumped on your bandwagon uh, early on.
12: I saved you a seat.
1: Uh, you know. did? Yes. Okay. Well, I am be jumping on. I may Thank be jumping you. on. Thank you for stopping by today. You look great. You sound
12: great. Best of luck to you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate uh, it. Thanks to John Ticacimitidis as well.
1: You got it. Rob Astorino right there. He is really impressive, folks. And when you meet him in, in person, it's even more impressive. We'll take a short break. More of this Friday edition of Bernie and Sid right after this.
0: Bernie
5: and Sid in the morning
0: on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Think so loud, hearing when we lie, truth is not kind, and you said neither.
1: Sprocket, all I want with Frankie Diaz doing his best. Well, I don't even know who. I guess even uh, Crawl is shaking their head. He's, I can't, but Frankie's cute though. There's Something about him. I, I, I can't oh, he's really. He's so
10: lovable. Yeah, he's a
1: very lovable kid. He is. He has a horrible facial hair though. He sort of look like one of these uh, guys who like yeah. chops down he trees agrees, in upstate right? New York. I... Yeah, then the food.
5: Ugh.
8: Oh my God!
1: And then his mother gets all mad if I call him fat or if I. You know, whatever. So I stopped doing that. You know, Not that I got any skinnier, by the way. But I said, I don't want to piss your mother off. So, and I love your mom. She's she's adorable. She's a cop. She's a hero, and uh, she loves this show. But she's always mad at Bernie. And I, I you know.
2: Uh, well, I don't think that's true. No. But, uh... Yeah. When, when 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 you call somebody overweight, yeah. it's really I don't construct- say I say, f- I say c- fat by the way. I don't say it's overweight. C- it's constructive criticism. But that's right. even if you say fat,
1: right? No, I think when you say fat, that is constructive criticism. When you are saying yeah. overweight, you're being kind of you know you're not you kind of you're being right around the you're bush. Right. You're
2: right. about that. That's uh, right. I, w- I would I I just don't want to piss off his bombs. Yeah. Well, I
6: don't care. Here's uh, Matt Meadie, the esteemed program. <laughs> <your reference. laughs> I was just I'm just putting my headphones on here. I'm like oh. I'm walking I'm, back in here. I thought you wanted to say. But no no, no 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 it was a great song coming in there.
1: Absolutely. not that yeah. a great song? And by the way, uh, how impressive. And, uh, Bernie's been there since day one. You've got to give Bernard credit. I didn't know this guy. I didn't know him. And i uh, watched all three debates. I readily admit him and Giuliani, neck and neck. And, uh, again, let me be clear. If any one of the four win, I'll be very happy. But I'd like to see Andrew or this guy win. But now meeting this guy for the first time, I mean, Lou Rapino. I've got to tell you right now, Bernard Lou Rapino is like, remember the girls used to stand outside in Times Square with that um, with that show? Oh, with yes, um, with the MTV a, show. Yes, the MTV show. He's oh, like that <laughs> yeah. with Rob Astorino. What was that show, uh, the guy? Oh, he, uh, TRL. Yes. With Carson Daly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Total exactly. requests. I swear to God, that's how Lou was. He's like, he is so far away, the most yelling, like a, gr- a groupie.
10: Because I'm going to feel frustrated Tuesday, Wednesday if he doesn't win. That's why really I'm mean, wants to win that bit more than Bernie, at, I think. Look at him; he is the governor. <gasps> okay. he, you want to see him, him?
2: You want to see him debating uh, the, this clown hokel I mean, uh, you look, Rudy. Uh, you know, what he said about uh, Giuliani—the Andrew, Andrew, name, yeah. uh, excuse me, Andrew—the name carries baggage. It shouldn't. Uh, Rudy Giuliani is is it clear to me a number one american patriot Agreed. a brave man yep. it shouldn't carry baggage but it does it does it does yeah. with the uh, new some of these new yorkers because mm-hmm. the media has distorted of uh, the facts yeah. of what what Giuliani ha- Rudy has done it does carry baggage and the experience thing and they may think that hey he's just th- th- Rudy's kid you know who right. do, who the hell does he think he is running right so that's why well, Rob Astorino with the experience county executive and the, uh, how smooth he is! Quick on his smooth. feet, witty, funny—all yes. those I things. Mean, yeah, all It, those it looks
1: nice. He just, no, listen. You, you, there's no doubt. There's no argument. I was just—I didn't know up until this morning because Lou doesn't want to say much about that type of stuff. And uh, this—I've never heard Lou Fordham, that. confusive. Fordham, Fordham. Is that what it is? He well, went he to is. Fordham
6: too. Yes. Oh my God. And, this and, and, and Bernie pointed out the last time he ran for governor, he uh put it to Cuomo pretty good, right? Forty percent, you said, Bernie? Yes, yes. Uh, but, but
2: anybody that normally runs against Cuomo... They get in the teens or the right. 20s or something. Like Mark got, Molinaro got demolished. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. He got 40%. That's, that's very, very good. He exceeded but, but, all expectations. Harry
1: Wilson contends that he got the closest win for a Republican. Uh, he came close. <laughs> I mean, we need to stop that. that. I guess so. Um, when he ran for controller, I don't know who won that time around, but supposedly he was he came closest of any Republican to beating a Democrat in, in right, those fine. positions. I don't terrific. know. Okay, I just know terrific. that uh, Fordham, Fordham is a big thing for... Uh, who are the uh, seven or eight great Fordham graduates? Uh, let's have him again, Lou. Who do you have? Now? Well, Vin we, Scully. We,
12: yeah, Vin Scully. Michael You've K. Got, um, Ma- uh, Mike Breen. Is it Mike Breen. Breen? Breen? Good Breen? one. Is it Charles Was oh, he? Good one. Yeah. Jody
2: Jody McDonald? You know, I'll give you a bad one. Uh, the cool. guy, the, the, Brennan, the, the CIA guy, Brennan. The, the John Brennan? He went to Fordham? A complete and total yeah, traitor, he's, yes. He, he's a douchebag. He really is.
1: Uh, he's a Fordham guy. The greatest Fordham grad of all has to be Mike Gunzelman, yes? Oh, God.
6: Oh, God. <laughs> he did, oh, God. And he... Connell went there as well. Oh, Connell. Connell McShane. And, and I believe, I, I could be wrong, I think the father's <laughs> name. or, or oh, the, his... Hey,
2: Donald Trump went there for like a year and a half. Well, here you go. Donald Trump went to Fordham? He did. He stayed uh, before he went went away to uh, before he went away to uh, what is it, the Wharton or? Oh, I, right. I don't know, business, he, yeah. Wharton, yeah. I know way, he spent some time at Fordham. Do you know
1: that Joe Tacopina's daughter goes to Fordham, but not in the Bronx? You want to guess where? Manhattan. No, England, because Ava is going to Bristol University in England, and Tacopina's like, my daughter goes to school there. I'm like, I didn't even know, and sure enough, Fordham has a campus in England, in London. And that's Sweet. where Takapina's daughter goes
2: to school. How about that? Well, what an experience, man! What oh a, yeah, yeah. That, 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 uh, I wish I was young again. I could do something like that. I know, I, right, bro? Uh, only wish. I, I know. Oh my God!
1: I mean, I took the train to Baruch, and then I went to Brooklyn College, Kingsborough Community College. I did get to Miami, I did, but I screwed that up early. After that, it was three city schools.
2: But uh, I, I joined the Marine Corps, and, uh, <laughs> and then did. I was out. Then I was out on the street for the, the next three years after, after I got thrown out of the
1: Marines. Right, but as, uh, Tony Montana would say, take a look at you now. Anyway, uh, great job, Rob Mastromino. Great three hours. We'll, uh, come up with the fourth and final hour next. I'm out at 9.30, so Meanie's gonna host Beat Bernie. More of Bernie and Sid. Right into this.
0: Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: All right, 904, Perez Hilton said to join us momentarily. He had a new book out, which uh, Jacqueline Carl actually read. Said it was very, very good, and I trust her instinct. She's a uh, very, very smart TMI, and he's been involved in the celebrity business, you know, all the gossip and all that stuff, the paddle, Brian, Mario Lopez, for a long, long time, and he's gay. And today, of course, we're celebrating Pride Day here at WABC, so he checks off uh, a bunch of boxes. You know, Bo Dito was just calling in, um, and Bo, I spoke to, well, I speak to Bo almost every day. In fact, I'm going to see Bo. Coming up at 2.30 this afternoon when the whole cast of Gravesend gets together. Today we shoot the last episode of season two when Bo's got a major role. But he was given uh, some award yesterday, some, some big award. He's calling myself cell phone now. I can't pick it up. I'm on the air, Bo. Uh, but he was given some uh, major award yesterday. Like a, life ta- like a lifetime achievement award out in New Jersey for being a heroic cop. And uh, I told him to call in and tell us what it was for like 10 seconds. So uh, anyway, Bo comes off a big award-winning day. How about that, Bernard?
2: Hey, listen, if anybody deserves awards, it's Bo Deedle. This man, he was legitimately a hero cop. I mean, he took, uh, you know, he, he was a decoy cop. You know what he would do? Dress up as a, you know, as a scale yeah. and, and yeah. sit in doorways and wait for a thug, wait for lowlifes to come up and rob him. And a lot of times, you know, he's out there by himself until help arrives. Of course, you have other people observing you, but uh, in the meantime, you can get really hurt. So he gets into fights. So that's just one aspect of when he was a younger cop. But uh, then when he became detective, of course, he solved some major crimes, the killing of the nun up in Harlem, the, the vicious killing, the stabbing. It was. I mean, she, they carved her up, and it shocked the city. And uh, Bo Deedle was the one responsible for, uh, among other people, but Bo Deedle was in the lead in capturing the, the animal, the mutt that did that. Yep. So, yeah, he deserves all kinds of awards, Bo Dietl. He's and he's just a great guy all around. Yep. Uh, so yeah. So uh, if uh, if he calls in, uh, we'll talk about the award.
1: All right. Perez Hilton is on the phone again. We're celebrating uh, Gay Pride Day today here at WABC. Perez was born in Miami, Florida, which I know very very well. He's Cuban. He was raised in Little Havana, which I also know very very well, and uh, it's it's in uh, Westchester, Florida. And uh, he's a great guy. He's been on this show uh, a couple of times before. He's a very famous blogger, covers all the celebrities. His real name is not Perez Hilton, but Perez Hilton never sued him for that. Here he is celebrating this uh, big day, the Gay Pride Day on WABC, the very handsome Perez Hilton. Perez, welcome back to Bernie and Sid. How are you, handsome?
9: Good. Good morning. Happy Pride.
1: Happy uh, Friday. Are you in Miami right now? Where are you calling us from? I'm in Los Angeles. Oh, it's early. It's early. It's only six o'clock in the morning out there right now. So you stayed
2: up all night, huh?
9: (laughs) (laughs) No, I got up early. I normally get up early but this is a little bit earlier than I'm used to. But you know. I'm I'm still thirsty. So I love Chance to be on the radio,
1: oh <laughs> uh, no, of course, and, and by the way, this is the number one show in New York, not just any dopey radio show which you 'll do later on today somewhere in los angeles but uh, on a on a positive note, before we get to what today means to you, one of our uh, coworkers, a lovely lady, Jacqueline Carl, said to me i got to tell you, I read press Hilton's book TMI I know it came out during the whole COVID deal, so a lot of folks didn't have a chance to know about it, read it. She said it was a great book. She said you talked about a lot of the relationships you made, how I kind of joked around that Paris Hilton did not sue you for using her last name. But she said you had some really great celebrity stories in the book. So I've got a new book coming out in August. I know how hard it is to to get people to buy it. Tell us about your book, TMI.
9: Oh, thank you. I did not want to release it when it came out it came out in October of 2020 you know and I was happy that people enjoyed it then but I wanted to hug people I wanted to do a traditional book signing tour across the country but it is what it is and I was very proud of it because I had been asked to do a memoir for a while and I turned it down because I didn't think it was the right time But now I've been doing what I do for, like, 19 years, basically, Uh, around there, 18 years. I started in, in September of 2004. So I figured, you know what? This is an adult graduating high school. I have a lot to say. And it was really touching that I almost wanted to start my memoir, like, in 2004 when I began my career. But my publisher said, no, 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 no. We need to know the the beginning and the the person behind Perez. So some of the stories of of my time in New York City when I went to college at NYU and uh, my time in Miami when I was young, that really resonated with people. Maybe because it's so universal. It's not just celebrities. Like, oh, I, I, I did something like that or something like that happened to me, like the loss of a parent when I was really young. So I'm glad I did it, and uh, now I'm trying to manifest a children's book. I've written one before, and I would love to do another one. <laughs> wow.
1: No, that sounds great. I love children's books. So let's get uh, to this day. This is uh, Gay Pride Day on WABC. Uh, we are, uh, while we are lean conservative when it comes to politics, obviously, both me and Bernie are, are uh, pro-gay uh, marriage, uh, pro-choice, all these things. So we, we, uh, we tend to, uh, again, go more liberal on the social side. But we do say this, that, uh, yes, I know the transgender numbers are kind of scary in terms of suicide and that type of thing, but it's not the same, Perez, today as it was years and years ago when it comes to gay people, for the most part, widely accepted. For the most part, I understand there's still some prejudice, but there's still some prejudice for blacks and Jews, too. Uh, It's a lot different today than when it was, you know, 20 or 30 years ago. And I've got gay friends who don't really appreciate all the riots and parades and nonsense, they just want to kind of fit in, live their life like everybody else does, and move away from all that type of stuff. How do you feel?
9: You know, I feel that there's still a lot of work left to do, because okay. it's so ridiculous that just this week, a movie theater in Oklahoma made a big Think about that new Disney film *Lightyear*, where um, these two women have a, a, a sweet, tender moment and share a kiss. And they fast-forwarded through that moment. They didn't want to show that, and I don't get that, right? You're, so, you, so, you say you guys are conservative and a little bit liberal, sort of this, but I, I can put my brain into the um, the, the 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 house of a conservative person and 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 think like they can but I don't understand how okay well you're okay if uh like Toy Story one where um where uh, Woody kisses Little Bo Peep that's totally fine mm-hmm. but if two women kiss in, yeah. a, in a children's movie that's not fine why no. explain that
1: well no no not me I'm okay when two women kiss it's the men that I think make people uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, in, the, in the Lightyear movie, it was two women. I know, I know. Well, listen, uh, this this goes back to, you know, what what do uh, w- you know? What do we teach our kids when they're in school? Are we okay teaching them sex, whether it's heterosexual sex or homosexual sex? Do we want our, our little kids to see that? But I'm, I hear your point. You make a fair point. If they've already kissed in one movie, what's the big deal about a kiss in the second movie? That is a very very fair point coming here from uh, Perez Hilton again, uh, one of the all time great. Gossip, folks uh, in the business. Hey, do you look up? We got to wrap this up shortly, but uh, whether it's a uh, you know Pat O'Brien or the folks that are doing it now, young guys Perez, like uh, I don't know Mario Lopez. Uh, you think these guys are great at what they do? You look up to any of these guys?
9: I love Mario Lopez. Yeah. He's a hustler. Oh my God, Mario has like. Twenty jobs. Yeah, he does,
1: and he's got nice <laughs> he dimples does. too, by the way, Perez. You got to admit that. <laughs> yeah,
9: he does access Hollywood. He does the boxing. He's got, I think, his own liquor company. You know, uh, I respect his his hustle so much.
1: No, he is great, and he's a super guy. I've met him uh, many, many times. I'm sure you have uh, you have as well. All right, so we just had a little discussion about how you feel, and you mentioned the Toy Story movie and made some very, very fair points. So in wrapping this up, Perez, because you're the only guest we brought on today to talk about this, that's how much we respect oh, wow. you. Yeah, that's how much oh, we, we, we actually do love you. Uh, tell the listening audience what this month, this day here at WABC
9: specifically, but what this month means to you. I mean... For me, as an older gay man, it means so much because I remember back when I was growing up, there wasn't the representation that we have now. I remember the first time I saw gay men being affectionate was shocking to me. I saw, um, Pedro Zamora, the late Pedro Zamora on the real world. And that was so impactful for me. Uh, And on a personal level, uh, you know, I have in New York City so many wonderful memories of Pride because I did go to college there. I went to NYU and I actually had an apartment in the west village down the parade route so i would always throw a gay pride party because i lived off of the, the, sure. the i lived yep. i lived at 160 waverly place on yep. waverly between 6th and 7th well. and yep. and uh my my little apartment was always such the, the hot spot with my friends cuz they could come in and just chill for a bit and um i i have great memories but like also Going back to what we said a minute ago, even things like in Los Angeles, there was drama as well with Pride, and it was trending on social media because Christina Aguilera wore this silly, fabulous outfit for her Gay Pride performance. Um, I, I uh, It was um, – uh, I don't know how I can describe it. You know, like a, an, an animate object that reminds you of a male – Genitalia, there mm. we go. Yes. She wore that like a cod piece kind of situation. <laughs> yeah. You know, like in case any children are listening, I was trying to be very delicate how I explained yeah. it. Right. Uh, and some people, some conservatives were calling her a groomer and this and that and the other. I don't know if your listeners are aware, I have three children, okay? And Christina headlined LA Gay Pride. She didn't go on. Until 11 p.m., okay? Yes, they said it was an all-ages show, but it's also the responsibility of a parent to be a parent. I'm not going to take my six-year-old to a show that begins at 11 p.m., okay? And even if it was a 3 p.m. show, I still probably wouldn't have taken my six-year-old because personally, I'm not speaking for the gay community. I'm only speaking for myself. As a gay man, I do not believe that gay pride should be sanitized. I do not believe that gay pride is for children. I think that sex is an important part of gay pride and it should continue to be. So I wouldn't take my six, my, 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 I wouldn't take my nine year old right, either, right, something right. so young. Agreed.
1: Hey, last thing here, Perez. How old were you when you realized you were gay?
9: I was six. Six.
1: Okay. And what what yeah. happened? How did you know? What 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 did you see? Somebody you were attracted to? What what happened that you
9: said I'm gay? I I did I didn't like I didn't I didn't have the vocabulary mm-hmm. because, like I said, I mean, and it was the '80s. I didn't know gay people. I didn't know what I was feeling, even. Right. But it, there it, there was a my next door neighbor's son. I didn't love him or anything, but I knew I had. I felt differently about him than mm. other kids. Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: Right. There was an attraction and uh, you knew right then and there that maybe you liked uh, men more than women. Okay. Listen, uh, you've had an unbelievable career. You still have a great career. You're a great voice in the entertainment industry. Uh, we're big fans Incredible. of you on this show and uh, we really do uh, wish you the very, very best. Enjoy today and uh, enjoy the whole Thank month you. and, and uh, take care of yourself and call back next year. Okay. Oh, hold on. Before you hang up, before you hang up, before you hang up, my partner, he lost his connection, his internet connection. He does want to hop on and say one quick thing to you. Perez, say hello to Bernie. Say hello to Bernie. Well, say hello to Bernie first. Hello.
2: Hello, Perez. Big, big fan. Just, uh, I just want to say hello. Uh, sorry, sorry I got disconnected, but, um, no, happy all Pride Day, Happy Pride Day, Perez.
9: Thank you. And you know, I was reading that story uh, yesterday. I think maybe you you guys were aware of it prior because it broke a few days ago. It's a New York centric story about that firefighter who had that yes. tragic accident and yeah. died. I just wanted to send my condolences yeah. to his family and Thank you. To all the other firefighters. Yes, his God. I was reading that. How awful.
2: Yeah. That was, yeah. listen, Perez. You don't even know he he, he lives in my town here. Uh, he's the name in the t- town. He he was a larger than life figure. Let's let's put it that way, and he was in the firehouse yep. of uh, where, where Sid lives. Yep. Uh, that's where he was from. So uh, yes, yep. he's a real uh, connection here. And, and thank you for pointing that out. His name was Casey Scuden, at yep. uh, thirty eight years old, a, a great family man, and uh, rest in peace. The the tributes to him are off the charts out here on uh, Long Beach, Point Lookout, Lido Beach, et cetera. It's nice
1: to know that a guy out in Los Angeles, I know you're a New York uh, University guy, Perez, but out in L.A. paying attention. We appreciate that back here in uh, New York City. Again, enjoy the day, enjoy the month, and thank you so much. You stay well, pal.
9: Thank you. Have a good weekend, everybody. You
1: too, Perez. Take care. The great Perez Hilton. Go buy his book, TMI. We'll come back. They're going to play Beat Bernie. Bodino's going to hop on for 60 seconds. More of Bernie and Sid on a Friday right after this. We're doing it
0: live. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here, and you are listening to Bernie and Sid. God help you. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app. We need a caller for Beat Bernie, a caller for Beat Bernie. The number, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-WABC, to play Beat Bernie, sponsored by Peerless Boilers. Right now, we are honored, and I mean honored, to bring in a man that we've known, Sid and I both, both known for many, many years. He's a great friend, a good, loyal guy, and he's a hero cop. Let's face it, he hates to hear that, but he is. And uh, he just won an award uh, somewhere in New Jersey. He's going to tell us about it. But let's bring the man in right now, Mr. Big Bad Bo Deedle. How are you, sir? Big Bo. Good,
7: Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. I was really calling about the gun law thing, but yesterday I was very, very proud and very honored. The Detective Crime Clinic from New Jersey, New York, honored me with a Lifetime Achievement Award. And this, I received four, of, uh, three of them prior, but this is 38 years after I retired from the NYPD. It was really a great honor. And one of the stories, and I have to clear it up, was the rape of the nun, which is on one of my podcasts. Now, we've been, I've been part of task force that broke big cases like the Palm Sunday Massacre. This case with the nun rape, we were not part of any task force, my dear departed friends. And partner Thomas Collarin, one of the greatest detectives ever, and myself worked on our own time, twenty-four hours a day for three days. We broke that case by ourselves to the to the disgruntled. What's that word? Where they didn't like that what chagrin, we did? Yeah. The, to the chief of detectives Jimmy Sullivan. Our reward was to ship me on one end of Brooklyn and Tommy on the other end of Brooklyn, because they could never take the credit to Detective division for breaking that case. Two guys did it. My great partner. Departed partner, Tommy Collar, and myself, we worked 24 hours a day for three days. We got one in Chicago, one in New York. It was one of the greatest cases, and we spoke about it yesterday at the detective crime clinic. They asked me to do a whole story, and I was very honored. But and by the way, you can you can, Bo,
2: Bo, you can read all about it in the book, One Tough Cop, which, which, which is where I read about it, and it was a great story. One Tough Cop, the book.
7: Real real fast with the gun gun law, I'm very ecstatic about it. Now at least... The good people out there, cr- people who don't have criminal records, people should have the right to carry it and let the bad guys know. But there's one thing I want to tell people. I got the gun permit for Imus, and I got it for Stern. Years ago, when Imus got his gun, I took him to shoot. The guy couldn't hit the damn target. <laughs> I, grabbed the gun away from, I grabbed the gun away from Imus. I said, you're not getting this back until you become proficient in how to use it. So just remember out there, everybody, if you're going to get a gun permit, Go train. Know what the hell you're doing. And if you pull that gun out, if you have the cause to pull it out, read the penal law. When you pull it out, you better be able to use it. Otherwise, one of these fellows is going to come, grab the gun away from you, shoot you with your own gun. So it's not – it's a very – Important responsibility to carry a gun. Just keep that in mind, guys. That's a good That's advice. a great advice, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Bo, I'll see you in Brooklyn at about 2.30 this afternoon. Bo, of course, one of the major yeah. stars on Gravesend, too. So I'll see you at the uh, shoot about 2.30, buddy. Congratulations uh, again. Glad Bernie, you called call then.
7: me.
1: Call me this weekend, Bernie. I love you, okay? Uh, there you go. Bernie, uh, call me this weekend.
7: Take care, Bo. Bo. So, you, so that's the big
1: story, I guess, today, Bernard, is, uh, is this story about uh, about the guns.
2: It is that, and uh, of course, the guns indeed. And Eric Adams are calling it, it's going to be the Wild, Wild West. Excuse me, it's already the Wild, Wild West. And Kathy Hokel talking about muskets. I mean, you know, is this woman drinking wine or something? What What is she doing? Muskets? And uh, anyway, yeah, these politicians, these those liberal politicians, are all uh, in their panties in a twist because their 100 year old law was shot down, no pun intended. And uh, now the good guys will have the guns, but as Bo says, you better be able to use the gun because the bad guy can use it against you if you uh, miss him and uh, or or it falls out of your hand or some stupid thing. You need to be trained. That's a good point. But the other stories also are, uh, Sid, is, of course, this Biden cheat sheet. I mean, where they actually, uh, you know, people are talking about it today, even Democrats about his mental acuity—is is he fit for, to be president of the United States? And as he calls it, this time of war. Of course, there's no war, but that, that we're involved in. But he would love to get involved in it, and also uh, to navigate us through all this inflation, the, the the price of gas, which he inflicted upon us, by the way, and everything else. So, Mr. Magoo has a cheat sheet that that is fit for really a kid, a nursery a nursery school kid. It's embarrassing, and uh, it's an important issue. If we have to have President Harris, let's have her. She can't do anything any worse than this creep. She cannot, and she's a bad person herself, evil. We, we would just direct our ire at her instead of him. That's all. That's all that would change. Uh, so, yeah, that you have that. And also, it's
1: easier he, to direct your ire at him because he's an old white guy, and as soon as uh, people like you and I direct our ire towards her, even though you're factually one thousand percent correct, we uh, will be called racist. Be char-
2: yeah, I don't care about and, that. And, and, I mean, and that's misogynist that, too, because she's a woman. Yeah, but it doesn't carry any weight because, uh, you know, I have never been as vicious toward anybody as I have been towards Joe Biden, who's an Irish Catholic. So it, that wouldn't hold water with anybody. Those those charges racism they they they've used it so much it means nothing anymore it means absolutely nothing you're right yeah uh, so also speaking of the gas uh, price and inflation and all that stuff the oil executives were at the white house yesterday and this jerk uh, joe biden chooses and he was a smart ass about it when he was asked about it earlier in the week he didn't even meet, he didn't even see fit to meet with these oil executives who he wants to pump out he says he wants to pump out more oil he didn't have the, uh, I don't know, he didn't have the integrity to sit down and meet with them. He snubbed them, essentially. He met with, like, wind and solar executives to show you where his head is at and that he he, he doesn't sincerely want the price of gas to go down. He's a liar. He's a phony. He's a creep. He's a jerk. And that's another big story. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, th- th- this guy, Deucey, he actually asked uh, the t- th- woefully incompetent, kareen jean-pierre about it cut 11 lou please pay cut 11 a to a kareen on biden snubbing the oil executives go ahead
11: for example
6: as you mentioned earlier uh he's meeting today with people installing offshore wind equipment but not oil and gas ceos who are rarely ever in town but they are today so how did that help lower gas prices
3: well the president has done a um so let me step back for a second.
6: But
13: no no no. No no no. By, by no, no, no. With offshore wind, No no, you're folks, asking me, not with gas, you're asking oil, me the question deals,
11: how does that lower Peter, gas prices? You said Peter. he's done everything in his power.
2: Everything in his power. He has not. met. So he meets with the wind executives and uh again, a big middle finger. It does nothing to further uh, the cause of lowering the price it's of gas. True, but
1: I have to tell you that's lousy reporting by Peter Ducey because he answered the initial question. She was starting to drown and then she was gonna circle back and give us some lousy answer, which I wanted to hear, I gotta be honest. I never heard it because he came back and said the same thing for a second time in a row. I always say this to young budding guys in this business and girls, let the person talk. He asked the same he came back with the same exact thing the second time. I wanted right. to hear what BS excuse she was gonna give. He never allowed her to do it. So that was actually a terrible reporting job by Peter Ducey. I'm sorry.
2: Bad job out of a Ducey. Let's see if he does any better on this. On the uh, the painful transition to electric vehicles, because we're we're stopping fossil fuels, coal turkey, and we have no plan, we have no infrastructure. Cut ten. Let's see if he does any better. Go.
6: A lot of people can't afford a $60,000 electric car, and they also are having a hard time affording gas right now. That sounds like a painful transition. So how much of that kind of pain is the president okay with?
3: No, that transition, we are in a transition to, to clean energy. That is something that uh, that is important. Uh, it is going to create jobs. Perfect. You Perfect. know,
2: we're, we're transitioning really from uh, prosperity to poverty. Right. I'm sorry. That's that's all we're transitioning uh, from and to under the Biden administration, with the exception of uh, second graders getting their nuts whacked off. I mean, it's just uh, (laughs) it's just a disgrace on every level. This guy is screwing things up. Uh, Yes. Same thing with the electric vehicles, you know, buy an electric vehicle for 60,000 bucks. How are you going to – people don't have that kind of money. I mean, $60,000, give me a break. $0.18 cents a gallon, that's going to save people over the three months that it's scheduled to be implemented for uh, the the gas tax holiday. It'll save people like 30 bucks total. That's unbelievable. That's It's such a gimmick, such a scam, and uh, we see right through it. Uh, again, it's the people handling him, and it's him himself, old Mr. Magoo, just screwing everybody. So – uh those are the big, some of the big stories. And, of course, uh, well, we'll get to more of the big stories a little bit later. We're running out of time here. We'll play Beat Bernie. And then I, I understand, Sid, you're going to you're gonna take off here?
1: Yes, this is it for me. I'll do sports coming up. Uh, Matt Meaney, the uh, esteemed program director, will host Beat Bernie. And then uh, you'll wrap things up, and uh, you and I will do it again on Monday morning.
2: Well, listen, uh, if I don't speak to you, good luck on Thank the you. shoot today. I think it's going to be a long day, but Thanks, gr- great. Congratulations and good luck. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. He- Here on the Bernie and Sigil. All the love to you, Sydney. I love you as well. Uh, 1 800 848 WABC if you want to play Beat Bernie. We'll come right back.
0: Now, it's time to beat Bernie. It's time to beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. You think you can beat Bernie?
9: Good luck. It's
5: time to beat Bernie.
6: It is that time. It's Matt Meany here, uh, not Sydney hosting today as he had to run out of there to his Gravesend shoot. We have Natty uh, on the line from Breezy Point. But first, uh, the Peerless Boilers Beat Bernie contest brought to you by Peerless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com or pav- PavilionTankless.com for a dealer near you. Peerless Boilers, America's best built boilers. Get them now while it's warm. Maddie is here from Breezy Point, is our contestant today, who has a chance to win a $50 gift card and an I Beat Bernie t-shirt. How you doing today, Maddie?
13: I'm doing great. Really good.
6: Very good. Uh, real quick, what do you uh, do? How do you pay the bills?
13: I work in law enforcement.
6: All right. Well, thank you for everything you do. Um, I make sure that I uh, every time I see a police officer, I... Either give them a nice head nod or thank them uh, vocal, uh, orally. So uh, uh, I say it to them. Oh, God, Lou. no, Lou. Much
5: appreciated.
6: Much appreciated. Oh, Much appreciated. Oh, don't, don't, yeah. don't include me. All right, Sidney's gone. All right, we'll, let's get to this game here. All right, they, yes, uh, this is why I am not on the radio. Okay. Very good. Here we go, Maddie. Number one, in New York City, TLC stands for Taxi and What Commission. Limousine. All right, one for one Here's number two In 1971, Taiwan was ousted from what international body in favor of the People's Republic of China? I have multiple choice questions for you, here you go A, you, the, the United Nations B, NATO Or C, UNICEF I will say, um, what was the second one? NATO,
13: NATO. I'll say NATO
6: Wrong. Ah. B- Lose playing the wrong f- sound there. Okay, one for two. Uh, number three, the Stonewall Riots in New York City jumpstarted the gay rights movement. In what decade is it? The 1940s, the 1960s, or the 1980s? Uh,
13: Stonewall would be in the 80s, I believe.
6: Wrong. You two-legged back of
13: That should be Jesus. 60s. Oh.
6: C- correct. Sixties was right. All right, let's get back on the board here. One for three, Maddie. In 1978, what future California senator became the first woman to hold the position of mayor of San Francisco? Um, would it be um, Feinstein? Wrong. It's. Fine. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right. See, so, wait, wait, we got me putting my foot in my mouth here. Oh Lou's pushing the wrong buttons. Matt, little... Maddie's oh got gosh, two for four, right? Go. And, geez, let's get through this game. What continent, number five, what continent covers about 30% of the world's land area and has about 60% of its people?
13: Um, that would be 60% um, of the people.
6: What continent? Come on, give me a continent. Asia. Asia. very good maddie three (laughs) wow yeah not bad three for five you pulled that one out let's see how bernard does uh uh, hang on there we'll let you talk to him at the end uh of this but first got to see how you're going to do up against him thank you no problem maddie uh again brought to you by peerless boilers pavilion tankless water heaters get it now people while it's warm out and i am getting the signal that bernard is back bernard how you doing brother
2: I am black right here, Matt. I mean, I'm doing well, thank you.
6: Good, good. Uh, Maddie from Breezy Point, uh, went three for, f- uh, five. Uh, so we'll see how you do up against her here. You ready to go? Let's do it. All right. In New York City, TLC stands for Taxi and What Commission?
2: Uh, Limousine Commission.
6: Correct. One for one. In 1971, Taiwan was ousted from what international body in favor of the People's Republic of China? Is it A, the United Nations, B, NATO, or C, UNICEF?
2: United Nations. <laughs> I feel like
6: that UNICEF N- war, N- right? NATO, that'd be funny. Yeah, and NATO, too.
2: North Atlantic.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Can't slip nothing by burn. All right, number three, the Stonewall riots in New York City jumpstarted the gay rights movement in what decade, the 1940s, 1960s, or 1980s? That would be the 60s, uh, Matt Meany. Correct, Amundo. Three for three so far, Byrne. Here's number four. In 1978, what future California senator became the first woman to hold the position of mayor of San Francisco? That would be the soon to be retired uh, current senator, Dianne Feinstein. And to put a nice bow on Friday, a real softball for your burn, and for Maddie, you got this right as well. What continent covers about 30% of the world's land area and has about 60% of its people?
2: 60% of its people, 30% of the land mass. Uh, that would have to be what
6: continent is the question, right? Correct, Amuno. What, what, we got seven continents. We got a 1% yeah, yeah. shot. I would say Asia. Ah! Five for five on a Friday. Bernard, uh, say hello to Maddie from Breezy Point working in law enforcement. Thank you, Maddie. Nice try. Hey, okay. Maddie.
2: Yeah. yeah good hey, job, Maddie. How, how you doing, buddy?
13: You. Uh, I'm a girl, but that's okay.
2: <laughs> you can still be my buddy. But uh, <laughs> I'm
13: your buddy, and um, your buddy wishing you the best in your journey. You're doing great. Love you guys. You. And um, I thought three out of five wasn't that bad.
2: <laughs> Not bad at all, Maddie, especially, uh, you know, you're on the radio. You're a little bit nervous. That, no, that's excellent. Hey, listen, Breezy Point is beautiful this time of year. No,
13: it all year round it is, to be honest, yeah, with you're, you, but you're, especially now.
2: You're absolutely right about that. I live along the shore as well. All year round, you, you, to watch the sunset, people don't even realize. In the fall and winter, you watch the sunset over a uh, 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 drop into the ocean. It's gorgeous. So what? You're wearing a coat. Big deal. It's beautiful, yeah. right? Yep.
13: Yep, it's just it, it's very much appreciated, and, uh, you know, it's nature, and uh, and we love it. And we're a great community. I live next door to Sid uh, in his community, yeah. and um, it's just it's, where we very much appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. A lot of uh, law enforcement, which you are in, uh, uh, so we thank you for your service. Maddie, thanks for playing and uh, listening. We appreciate it. Good job.
13: Okay. Have a great weekend. Thanks.
2: Th- thanks. You as well on the Bernie and Sid Show. We'll come right back after these short messages and uh, do some uh, stuff. How about that? Coming right back.
0: Beat Party, sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters on 77 WABC. Bernard McGurk. Bernard has been a friend of mine for so long. And Sid, you too. Sid Rosenberg. Not good, great. Bernie and Sid in the morning. I love you guys. I listen to you every morning and walk around the house laughing my butt off. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: Back here on the Bernie and Sid show with a few minutes left. You know, this, uh, Sid has gone to uh, his other job acting. And uh, we'll see him on Monday. But uh, this January 6th committee, and by the way, why is Fox News airing this scam, sham? I mean, it it makes no sense. And they actually played a clip uh, of Adam Kinzinger. I was watching uh, Brett Bairler. Why the F is Fox News? Fox News is fake news unless it's primetime because uh, Cavuto and the rest of these guys airing this thing is is a disgrace this January 6th committee, which is is a, is this a Soviet show trial? You've heard that before. They have no opposition. In other words, no Jim Jordans on the Republican side to challenge what the lies that they're spewing. It's all about uh, getting Donald Trump. And in 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 the process, you know, they're still we're slipping towards authoritarianism. They actually raided the house of this this guy. He used to be a former uh, attorney, uh, a deputy attorney general. His name is Jeff Clark. This guy wears coat bottle glasses. He's harmless. He questioned uh, the he called for, for an investigation of voter fraud in the 2020 election. So they raided his home the day before yesterday, before their hearing yesterday. And this is what he said. Cut 18. Go
10: yesterday at about just before 7 a.m. There was loud banging at uh, my door, insistent banging so i just rushed down as fast as i could i you know quickly figured out you know that there were agents there I opened the door and asked for the courtesy to be able to put some pants on and was told, no, you got to come outside. So I came outside. They swept the house. Eventually, they let me go back inside and put the pants on. But uh, then by my count at one point, 12 agents and two Fairfax County police officers went into my house, searched it for three and a half hours. They even brought along a uh, electronic sniffing dog and they took all of the electronics from my house. I just think we're living in an era that I don't recognize. And increasingly, I don't recognize the country anymore with these kinds of stasi-like things happening
2: absolutely right stasi-like uh, german uh, east german security like uh, moves on the part of these this government they did the same thing to the patriot the great man peter navarro other people roger stone it was like d-day when they raided roger stone peter navarro was pulled off a flight put in leg irons for god's sakes man put in leg irons the guy would have showed up all they had to do was call him and say come on over we want to indict you He would have been there. Now, Miranda Devine, she sees the problem here. Here's what she tweeted, and then I'm going to read you what she retweeted. But first, the tweet from Miranda Devine. Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, and henchmen have destroyed norms and damaged institutions to try to cling to power as their party implodes. But they will pay when the political tide turns. See how they like handcuffs, leg irons, dawn raids, Stalinist show trials, pretrial detention, etc she tweeted that then she retweeted it and she said this and this is important the message to the post 2022 gop no mercy no mercy we're gonna get you back you sons of bitches for what you're doing and uh, because what you're doing is a disgrace it's illegal it's it's actually horrible like I, I like that guy uh jeff Clark. i don't recognize the country either uh so uh the, november 2022 after that, it's going to be morning in America and a reckoning to come, ladies and gentlemen. On the Bernie and Sid, Joe, that's all that we have time for. Hope you enjoyed the week, ladies and gentlemen. We did. I did with Sydney and, uh, and Lou Rufino, Matt Meany, and everybody uh, who helped out uh, Justin Ellick. All you guys are great. In the meantime, enjoy the weekend, the last weekend of June. Uh, and as I said, in the meantime, let's go, Brandon.